Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yes, we're cooking the one. Grab the special guest in the kitchen. We turn our ball player. I'm going to be a mutton. We're shaking a big man. Huh? Peter Martin was well. No, push. but see, when he said that, it was meant as a compliment. But I, I, turn, <laughs> I know a Tanner Bob player. When I've heard that expression, it's like sand dancing, isn't it? Ah, he's a Tanner Bob like, player, mate. You're a like top player, aren't you? It's a step overs. It's a step overs out in the wing into it, and then nothing. You took it back to you, though. Robbie Pitt, have you heard it? It's Robbie Pitt, isn't it? Oh, man. That was brilliant, no. He took the back seat, the big man. Oh, you can see him gone. floundering for words to try, find words to say. No, I think, I, I think he recovered. I think he, he recovered it quite well because what he was saying is that's how he would see it. But Jimmy Johnson, he caught him in it. I was like, when you, when you bring up Jimmy Johnson, I was like, oh. like <laughs> my dad would do Jimmy Johnson. So he did it, Sheffield uh, United. Uh, Big news for the podcast today. What a partner we've got. I think this is an institution in Glasgow, Greaves Sport. As uh, right. intimate member back in the day, you go and no, used to always buy. Look at every pair of boots. Fit my men. We fit my figures. Used to be on the. The glass cabinet in the front, yeah. we used to go wild for them dives, they took us down go one each. Well, we're excited to tell provide them go viewers with a 10% discount on Scotland Retro. As you can see, these <laughs> tops are in the studio, the new. This one here, that's your favourite, isn't it, mate? I like that one, That's yeah. the one you like. Um, and that was, who, who reminds you, what player reminds you of that one? Jim, Jim, Jim Layton. Andy, Jim uh, sorry, Andy Halliday. That's all. That one, Jim Layton, that's all. That's a, that's a outfield type No, field I know, but it was that either. He, Jim Layton would have played. Sometimes he'd go outfield, Jim, wouldn't he? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the Vaseline would get away with his eyes. Right, to get your discounted retro tops, just go to Greaves Sports website or click on the link in the description in the box below and use the discount code OPENGOAL to claim your 10% off. But because we're, all, we're obviously massive in England as well. Mm -hmm. Aye. We're, uh, they're doing England retro as well. Which England, is they're England they're retro as well. There will be a lot of people out there that watch it, so listen, don't just feel Half that the this Scotland is team will get their England tops. Did you say that? You can go to tell, you know, you can go to tell them, just say open goal and you get 10% discount. 10%? 10% is decent. And it doesn't stop there. Free scarves as well, mate. You seen this? Free scarves. So get your, it's the day of the game, the England game, get yourself down to Greaves in the store and they're handing out the retro scarves in it. Is that colour, the, the scarves right the there? Colours won during Scotland's 6-1 victory over England back in 1881 and our 4-1 win over them so in 1900. No, so I get yourself to Gordon Street and they'll be, are we going to be there? Are we going to be there, aye? Going I think you're on the new scarves, I'm going to come down. You gonna come down? Ah, I'm gonna drive by Newburn peep like fuck at you. Ah, you come down, mate. Ah, so there you go, Greaves. I, I'm actually buzzing that we're, we've got a beast partnership with Greaves. Is this the now. first time with Greaves? 
Greaves, Greaves still do the best boots though, eh? Like, aye. The leather, remember the, I, they I used to do all those boots, but there's no more L's and all that, like ones you just can't get anywhere else. Uh, was that, Puma Shudos, Big Charlie. Big Charlie bought a pair of Puma Shudos that, that we forced <laughs> them into one day. Wore them. Took them into training, next day he was getting slaughtered, took them back. <laughs> But Puma Shudos, you could never get, couldn't get them anywhere. You'd go and watch, you'd go and look at the boots, but you had an Adidas deal when you were like uh, fucking six or something, mate, didn't you? Was, when did you first get an Adidas deal? Maybe 13, 14. Did you get dough for it? No, when I was that age, no. So, but I used to, I used to get the Preds before they were out and stuff like that. Like clothes as well? Clothes and all that sort of stuff, aye. And I've always, always dying to get something like that. Yeah, that was the dream. And that, it was, the, the, the best thing was getting the Preds before the Preds were released, because that was the best thing. When everyone's like, oh, what's new Preds going to be like? And oh, they'd send me a box. Did you all have the first ever Preds? Oh, Preds were the best, mate. They were hankly to this they were, fake, they were fake, so weren't they, man? Yeah. Well, they don't even put, they don't even put their other stuff in Preds in there. <laughs> I know, I know. Remember I the champagne? It. Remember the champagne Preds? Aye, they were nice. Like, best pair of Preds. Oh, it's got to be the, 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 the big chunky the signs with the big red tongue, Aye. white big chunk in the... Velcro tongue or... Nah. No, the... No, the, the, the over 2002 World Cup. Aye. Yeah. Gunmetal Grey. Gunmetal Grey wins. Midgard Dinehood, I remember. Gunmetal uh, them. They're my favourite pair. Told it before in the podcast, they all, he had a boot, boot deal on Wally McStay's like, pulls you in the office, like, I've got you a boot deal and you're thinking, oh, I'm getting the same as Aiden and the Dudes deal. Umbrella eyes. Like, even worse, mate, we're like, Joma. I'm like, well, he's stick you a boot deal up your ass, mate. Joma. <laughs> 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 but then I come out and go, ah, he just offered me a boot deal and about 20 other guys went, hey, he offered, he told me, he offered me it as well. He also offered you a contract at uh, Celtic Nation as well, didn't he? <laughs> Anybody had ever played so, for Celtic, you've got offered a deal at Celtic Nation. I remember it? little lads that were going down, I was like, Celt Celtic Nation, wasn't it? It was Celtic Nation. You were Nation. playing forever and he was offering you a deal at Celtic Nation, that. So, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I know it's not your level, but hey, do you want to come enjoy your football again? Give us a shout. Oh, it's magic, isn't it? How did they do this deal? How did that come about? Is that do you have an agent that age? See, to be honest, it probably came about because. I know you know the way football works now, agents and stuff like that. I didn't have an agent at the time and it was an agent was trying to almost get me to sign them. So but he used that to kinda Leverage. get me to sign them. Right. But I didn't. And he was raging. But by the time I went down there they wanted me to do like tricks and all that stuff for like a show where they were unveiling that about and then from that point on I just dealt with Adidas. So he, introduced, he introduced me to them and then I never signed them. <laughs> <laughs> and he was fuming. Understandab understandably so. But yeah, that was how that was how it happened. Do you ever get a bit deal, Kev? No. I was being Nike at the age of oh oh my seventeen God. no eighteen. Sunderland Nike wanted to sponsor six of the best up and coming young players in the northeast. So there was like me I think Michael Proctor might have been another one. And then I think maybe like Steve or Gary Colbert might one for Newcastle and there was two Michael Trotter, players. sorry no um, Michael Proctor probably played with us Michael Sunderland. Proctor he's yeah. the so what happened was every, every quarter of the year they would send you a box and it was just like full of night trackies trainers boots you got boots whenever you wanted but Thongs, you got you said Hi, and then <laughs> at the end of each season they would give you a bag of sand to go to Nike town a thousand pound worth of night vouchers and you go down and get all the, the clothes but I used to just get the stuff and get my bras and that thinking there you go, there's a I wish it was the clays I always wanted. Eh? Do you know the gear you could get for the clays? Oh, the clays, oh. uh, I once got a sponsor oh. for... I was um, more interested in clays than football boots, were you? Uh, I once got a sponsor I for like a company in Edinburgh like called Big and, Big and Tall or something. It was like for extra large people that were... Abdo like, Jackamo? Like, aye, it was called Big and Tall or something <laughs> right up in Edinburgh. Uh, so they says, could you come up and model... Like, we'll get you a free suit and all that. So I thought, fucking hell, I got to be and get a free suit, right? <laughs> so I went up, they measured me up, got the fucking, the waist thing around. I thought, 
I'm going to come out here looking a million dollars, see when the fucking suit arrives. It was at that fucking, I seen it, uh, remember when Tom Hanks did big? Has that, the day he signed for? Aye, like the, the fucking suit jumps that was fucking <laughs> humongous now, they're fucking stitching me up here, man. I, swear, I was standing more than this suit that was like, would I fit in the big show in the wrestling? It was a fucking <laughs> I'd embarrassment. I'd love to I'd see that with you. Oh, Do you know what about the Ophie Dyshman when you were Rangers? <laughs> I actually got offered a tail. I actually got offered a fucking Ske- boot deal. Sketchers, but before they had boots. I actually got offered a boot deal with uh, Under Armour when they first started. I like Under Armour. And I went, it? fucking Under Armour, look at the state of these boots. Ah, the boots were honking when they first started. And then look at Under Armour now, over the multi Pound company. Yeah. Is your dad still watching the show? Uh, he was a fan for a while. I remember he's a fan. He's still commenting on YouTube under the video. Remember that? that was it. He commented John McGeady. <laughs> How was this show free? It was when. Do you know what? Do you know why he commented? <laughs> I've never told you. No. It's because somebody was slagging Gordon Stratton. Somebody told <laughs> and him. He backed him up. He was fucking <laughs> <You're> like yash. <laughs> yeah. Somebody told the story about Mido saying, "I'll buy the club and sack the manager to sack Stratton." Right. And John McGeady wrote under it, "Amazing." Uh, <laughs> He's a knackered. Ten K this morning. What right. time? Sub forty two. No, you never stop lying. <laughs> that's good though. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> How's it looking me, Matt? Oh. <laughs> and then do you know what I'd done before I, I went for my run? I filled the bath up. What for the wee ice bath? You know, you got a cold therapy, aye. I, I so I've, I've heard a lot of people say it's good for you. So I had the bath full of freezing water, jump right in it. I didn't really see much. How did that look? That's what I'm saying, I didn't see much. <laughs> it was weird though. Why is it, it does go right small, doesn't it? Uh-huh, it's tiny. Off. It, uh, it's did you feel, obviously don't feel better, like, no, but you're, you're obviously looking at it going like, I don't feel better, but did you feel better on yourself? No, because I've seen a lot of people, I Joe Rogan, I think it's a fad, mate. I, Joe Rogan's a fan, eh, mate? No, but I don't mind, listen. Half his stuff's, I think half his stuff's I don't mind, Joe. I, I don't mind, Joe Rogan. Do you know what he does, mate? He sits on, go- he googles the subject that he's going to speak about, sits and mate, studies it. He's very knowledgeable, though. Like, he knows most about most he's people fraud, he's got on. Corner, he's, uh, uh, he's doing all right for himself, a fraud. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he was, there's plenty of them about. Oh, there's a few frauds, aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. There's one sitting here. There's one sitting here. There's one sitting on this couch. His name's not Kevin Kyle. I'll tell you it's one me. last night he was in the Masters Gary Swales played with Hearts Gary Gary Wills you that bastard it's Gary Swales Gary Wills aye oh, he'd one of the worst performances I've seen but what about like did you well, watch I, the Masters I've seen mate? a wee bit of it and I was like it's kind of depressing me a wee bit <laughs> but the bit of the carpet it was depressing me a wee bit did the carpet keep um, coming up what was depressing you about I don't know just because I'm probably not far off that stage myself mm. but then you, good. Oh, just, you said Moros was good for the Masters was, was, more um, was good wasn't he off Moros went in for a shoulder tackle, uh, tackle with Bartley. Bartley bosses him to the ground. We most sprints after him, two fits him. And Bartley's <laughs> going to do him. You see him staring up, stretched off. That was him out of the tournament. For trying to do him, he's done his cell. Uh, I see Will was playing on it. Aye. And Gary Hooper, and I'm, like, I'm sure Hoops is still playing. Aye, he's trying to get, he's trying to get a team. Hoops is still playing. I thought Mark Wilson was there. Who was walking his dogs? I don't know. Mark Brown. Kev, how's your weekend been, big man? Oh, but how, how did you know, sorry, say, si, how did you know get called up for hearts? Ah, that makes any sense. By the way, that's a disgrace. Because they probably saw Former a picture. Captain. They probably saw a picture. Did you not get a shout, no? Nah, I didn't. No. You were really good in that Be Inspired tournament, we watched it. I know, that's why I'm not going away. I was saying, go for it. Did we get Tongo play with hearts? Uh-huh. Ah, he was playing. He no, was actually decent. I would like to have been called up, but I would be no use. So who's been called up ahead of you for hearts? The, the captain was uh, Steve. Phil Stamp. <laughs> Phil Stamp. Was Phil Stamp playing? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Phil Stamp. Blackie. Blackie. Who was it? Blackie. He was Jose Vitongo. <laughs> Phil Stamp. 
To be fair, that wasn't Bob, but we <laughs> see. Look like thingy uh, for Emmerdale, didn't he? Aye, the dingle. Uh, dingle. Uh, dingle. Uh, dingle. Uh, dingle. Uh, dingle. Phil Stamp, Tim Brawls. Steve was the captain. Aye, so. Ryan Steele. Oh, Steele the captain actually. Oh, that's a sickener in it. You must have said something. I spoke to him last week because Steele, because I'm I'm dealing with some of our loan players and one of our loan players is there. Uh, Well, before he resigned, before he resigned, and uh, it's because the the envoy comes to me. He's like, mate, I've been told I'm starting. And told him starting two games in a row, both games have been the bench. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I had to phone him and go, What's this? Story? He's like, oh, like, you know what it's like, man. Like, he's a good wee player, and that just, I don't know, but you can't even tell him he's starting. He's starting and he went, no, 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 but you have to look at it from my point of view as well. Feel was 5 0, mate. Half time, I'm losing my job. And I was like, I feel though, you've got a point, but <laughs> so I had to speak to him the other day on the phone, actually. Yeah, that was right before I resigned. I resigned he resigned right, right after that. Yeah, right, 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 what have you what, I know, what have you done to piss arts off? It must be so you must have said something, mate. Eh? Was, 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 was Steve playing in that in that? Steve was playing, playing was he? he was scan budge was uh, goalie, wasn't he? Scan budge, Jim Jeff. She was centre forward and you've not been called up. No. No, no, I don't think he'd be invited on to that. I didn't know what the hearts team was. Blackie was in it. Steve Jose Catongo. Fuck knows. Nah, no interest. Swear, uh, no interest, but he was raging earlier that he had not uh, Grant Holt was unreal for Hibs. Was he? What? Grant Holt, he a good was. Player. Grant Holt, brilliant. He is the definition of a baby rhino, though, Grant Holt, and he just Aye. barges into people on it. We comments, he had Sma- a bit of- smaller, older version of Craig Beatty in the youth team at Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Beats, yes. Beats, was he no called up for Hearts? Oh, nah, Beats never. Hey, won on the Scottish Cup final, wasn't he? Aye. Won on the Scottish, Scottish Cup final. Was that the one he took his top off? Uh, that like? was a semi final. That was a semi final. Was it semi, was it? Uh, uh, semi final. Uh, 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 did you enjoy it, mate? No. No, I, I don't really watch it because I just. <laughs> did you play with him? Who? Dean Whitehead. <laughs> I used that joke that was shy. I used that to listen to Martin. Is he back again? I played with Dino. Some coach, aren't he, Whitehead? I played with him. Did you play with him? No. Coach under you? No. You played against him. Played against him a few times. He was in my Sunderland team. He's an assistant at Watford now, isn't he? Is he? Ah, yeah. Good for him. He's a boy. Couple of Sunderland legends, I know, mate. Uh, Who's that? A couple of United legends, Sunderland legends, <laughs> Celtic legends. That's right. There's a lot of connections here. Uh, right? connections. Do they speak about the dark days at United about the time? Have you, have you, went, no, have you actually, actually delved into no, history? Not, not really. I there's many people really still there. David White's still David there. David White's still there. Um, the, uh, Steve, Stevie the Fizzle. It was, uh, but it was. Good club, Arthur, eh? Club. I like playing there. As a cracking club. I've, I've, I've got flashbacks of you talking about here, like on previous podcasts and stuff. It's not dark times. It's not when you quit football. That was doing about that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but I mean, like your your gut instinct telling you for day one it wasn't right. It wasn't right. Aye, right. and then it, it was just right. really small. And then the, the, at night, I was just used full time. Aye, how dare you? Full time. So we part time. Fuck's sake. So we used to have. Do you remember the chicken wraps you used to get? Aye. Freezing cold. <coughs> so it did have a wee effect. But like, can I just say something? A part time club putting on chicken wraps for you is incredible. I bet you know when you ate them. Oh, side of rice cold. Chicken, chicken, chicken. But that's a good one. Good one. That was a great. I'd say that's a celebrity on your part. Still well. But no, it was a great. Listen, a great place. 
Do you know what? He's getting the worst reputation you can ever have in a close shot. We were in the end the other day. I need to tell us. Wee bird comes up and she looks genuinely excited. She's like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm good, how are you? And she's like, she points to him and goes, you're in here all the time. And he's thinking she's going to say like, oh, maybe. Oh, and she, he's like, hey, you're always in, but you never seem to buy anything. Uh, I don't. <gasps> window, window shopping. I, I mean, last oh. You know what? I used to be a right heavy spender on there. I did. <laughs> but the problem. <laughs> but I the podcast ratings have went like that. That's the news. Hence why. He's on a five review and he's fucked. <laughs> I know. It's, I've recently have been going in. I've been putting my horn in my pocket, have I? A wee bit of draw, would you? Draw is ringing at the back, you know. Ringing at the back. I just don't want mate. I'm ashamed. Aye, so no listen when I go in there I will need to start some of the ones that work in there though uh, put a bit of pressure on you don't they <laughs> <laughs> you just want to go and relax <laughs> and <laughs> quite a bit, too yeah. much remember that fleece I bought for 160 quid one of the worst fleeces in so the world we've all done it mate we've all done it <laughs> what yeah. was your back in the day I remember I bought a 400 remember some of the jo- some of the stuff I used to buy I bought a 400 quid Dolce & Cabana jacket mate it was fucking hot do you uh, remember it no I don't honking sure I had about 8 pockets on the front no, it was wee, it would have been wee Harry, mate. Wee Harry was the best seller in the world, mate. Who does 40 in a row? Is he roped into the uh, is he still doing 40? 40, is he still doing that? I think he's still going, mate. You were a big spender when I was young, there. I was, aye, but stupidly, like you learn, I learned the hard way, like. You'd have, been on, you'd have been on treble, we were at the rest of the time. Probably, probably on more, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was on more than that, when I, I, I was on more than that then than I am now, mate. Uh, were you, what, set like at first when you were 16? No, I was 16, I was, I was on a decent wage, but I was still at a first pro contract, so. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, like, you're not first access to money, of like going into, like, you know, you get the taxi fee, bar a field or Celtic Park into town, have a wee look about my cruise, don't you? That's a done thing. Every day, though, I was going in, I was buying stuff. Coming home like that's amazing. I've got so much money, and my dad's like, oh, "Mate, you're not on ten grand a week. You know what I mean? Like you're buying sunglasses for two hundred quid and a hundred fifty quid pair of jeans." And I'm like, "No, you're actually right. He's like, you need to watch what you're doing." Mm-hmm. So I came in with a pair of hundred fifty quid jeans one time, and he's like, "What are you? What are you actually buying?" Every young fat bugger does that. Everyone oh, does it, but I think it's way worse now though with social media and all that as well. Where they feel they've got a Keep up appearances as well, that's what I think's the worst part of it. See, Tommy Burns have been the best guy in the world, biggest liar in the world. Because I was quite... No Tommy, lo- Tommy loved his gear as well, by the way. I loved, he loved, loved I his gear. Him jackets and that, I, I remember like 15, I was playing up, so there was a, lot, a few teams interested in his... So certainly gave me a better deal than other guys at my age were getting, but when he, he sold it to me, like I was getting the Eddie McGeady deal, I was like, you're getting a deal that guys only the guys like McGeady and maybe I think my old day at the time was getting. I was like, oh, buzzing right, signed it, and then... <laughs> Spoke to like a wee fucking scuddy who couldn't even get a game for the youth team. I was like, "What? You, what are you getting a week? Same as what I was getting." <laughs> <laughs> just done. Just done. She said, "You was done it four times." Oh, I was doing. But you're sort after high schools. There's a man, and that's so the high schools and they're off sort of fighting their mate to be their coach because I've right. been putting what the the performance schools the just below that. Well, next school and international. Sorry. <laughs> Just below that, but this big boy. In that, just like Ambrose. Just <laughs> you know, Ambrose that. Do you know it's actually? I'll be honest. It's the uh, misbehaved kids I've been giving. Do you know what I mean? Just to help them out. But this guy's been offered. No, 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 no. A, a guy that watches the show. His wife's a teacher at one of the private schools up in Dollar High, high School. Dollar, 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 Dollar. Out, can I, so she said, "Would I like to come in and chat to the S four pupils about?" My life story as in like being a footballer and then having 
addiction and then fucking falling off the face of the earth, working up in the Shetland Islands, cleaning toilets and coming through the other side Good and for having you, a decent life. Just what you call coming I, I would, through the other I side? Say don't, I would say don't, in my opinion, don't leave some, hold some back for like a book, no? No, no, I, well, flipping hell, a book, I couldn't write a book, man, it would just, it would break up the family. It would break up the family. So I, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. Nuts. I'm going to get a chat to the S4 peoples and give them a talking. Who's the female? No, I'm not telling that bit. Come on, that's the bit. She says, she says, well, obviously. You're going to tax that for you? Nah, she says, she's obviously, we'll pay, we'll pay a fee. And they ask us, oh, I don't, I don't what, know what to charge. Is it cash handle? I don't know what to charge. She says, I'll just, uh, <laughs> she says, we'll just donate it to charity or something. Wait, what age group are you taking? Um, I'm doing 2011 age group. Are you? Okay. And it's brilliant that I'm, I honestly, remember Bill came in and said, eh, sorry, Jenna came in and said, I'm going to debut with the coaching because it's no right that I did the coaching. We made the new, I've had about five, six years working with the youth. So I'm well advanced in. Would you call yourself an expert? Well, he's Aye. actually asked you to come in and coach his team, innit? But I'm worried because I feel he'll just word for word just do what I've done. You need to be yourself. <laughs> I don't want that. That's not the right message, innit? No, no you need to be yourself. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to educate. Come, 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 come in and uh, freshen things up a bit, aren't you? I educate the parents and quiz question on. So if I was used to right, and there was a guest coming on, I'd obviously done my research on him. Who did he make his debut against? I was at a game. Was it a no, European game? Was. No, you weren't. Was it a European night? No, it wasn't. No. Yeah, mm, I would say maybe it's. He definitely won it again. No, he wasn't at a game. He tickets. wouldn't get tickets for that game. Especially those season. Rangers. <laughs> no, no. See if you were on, no, see if you were, on, see if you were, see if you were on this show and somebody was coming on, would you, would you, would you, would you do a bit of research about him? See, you probably would. You would, wouldn't you? You probably would. Do you know if I said anything about him? You're interested in him. He feels like he knows me well enough. Anyway, it's just that's a, that's a comfortable. I've grown up. That's why you're never. No, no, I've no shit. It's certainly too comfortable. I've grown up watching them play with some good, obviously good pals. Now. What was your favourite game he played? I'll tell you my favourite season. It was the season. No, game. Favourite game? It's hard to. I'll, no, got no, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. <laughs> it, just actually, that, it was just that whole period. <laughs> I don't want to be too like because everybody says I'm always sucking up people's asses, which I'm no because I don't do that. But the, the, it was a season where you went out left wing. And played I it, but pretty much played it his whole time at Selling. No, but I swear to God, but no, but seen his final period of six years. It wouldn't have been a Rangers game because you, your season book wouldn't allow you to watch that one. Goldsack would not let him move it anywhere other than the left wing because he believed me, he wanted to move. He couldn't go he anywhere else apart from the left wing. Line, but he was like, no, nope, back no, on the line. I wasn't allowed to leave the touchline. <laughs> but there was. Aiden, and I, I don't know if you can remember, but it was uh, this season where you took your game to a new level where it was, you could literally go for your in half and drive up the full pitch. Oh, and it was constant. No, it, this wasn't just like one game. And I, thought, I remember saying, I wonder, that's something being added. I'll help you out there. I remember it was, it was the season one player of the year. Because I remember because we used to do stuff for Gregory Dupont all the time, mate. And I went from being quite quick to being all of a sudden just to be able to run past people. like Gliding? He just, he just glided by them? With speed. Dupont and that's one thing man, I tried to Gregory Dupont, mate. I, I still speak to him. Do you, mate? He was at the France. He was at Real Madrid. Listen to this guy, mate. So him and, him and the doc used to play like kissy kissy catch every day together. Remember Derek McCormick? We just flirt with each other all day, mate. But he was a genius. He was a genius, mate. But he was at Lille after that. And then we played him in the Europa League and I was speaking to him. And then I texted him like a year ago. And he was like, I was like, how are you getting on, Greg? You know, just like not spoke to him a couple of years, whatever. Ah, not bad, eh? I'm in Madrid just now. And I was like, oh, what are you doing there? He's like, oh, I'm at Real Madrid with the first team, with Zidane. 
And wow. I was like, oh, right, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, it'd be great to come across and see you, and I'll text me back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's just, put, let's just put this in a context, because we actually the last couple of weeks we've been talking about how Scotland are so far behind in terms of oh, sports yeah. science, fitness guys. Uh-huh. So you're saying that this top guy, which I believe every Scottish club should do, pay that extra money to go and get a top guy, he totally transformed your Probably game? Probably to... Listen, it might have just been a case of that was going to happen anyway, and I might have just mm. grown and got quicker, but... I was doing loads of extra stuff for him, a lot of us were, but I felt that was the season I would just get the ball and just run past people. Not stop and do a trick. Full pitch though. Just run. And I, I can't seem to do that anymore, but <laughs> uh, that was with him and that was that I remember that season, it was like I remember like it was yesterday. And what was that, in gym work? But, but stuff in the gym, like explosive, leg, like explosive leg work, power work, then running with the sleds and all that. You would have done the stuff running with the sleds, like people are all doing that now. But you're going back, back to 2007, end, 2008. Aye. I wanted to talk about, talk about the fashion again. When you were in youth team, we used to get fined two quid, two pounds for wearing jeans. Oh, how bad was that? What do you mean? What, I mean, see now you think back, you'd got to sit while you didn't go up. What was your thing behind the whole fucking What is the deal with that? I think, you know what? I think it's because he wanted, so you could wear jeans. Trackies. You could you wear jeans in the resis. Do you not remember this was before cargos and all that were about? You used to have to actually go and try and find a pair of cargo pants to wear <laughs> and chinos <laughs> to train to training because you couldn't wear jeans, trackies or chinos. I think it's because, in a way, he maybe thought standards like standards. If they get to the resis, then you can do what you want. See just now, this is your apprenticeship. So bad that though, almost it? a wee bit like I want to get to the resis so I can wear jeans. Uh, yeah, but the style back then they were fucking. They weren't just like straight leg jeans or skinny. But they were a bit fucking. I know, but, I guess ah, but still, still better than chinos. <laughs> he bow, he's bowling with fucking flares every jean flares every day. Jean <laughs> <laughs> flares, we ripped on them. Ladies <laughs> used to be a flare. <laughs> Mate, see if you get the ball away, will it? See if you get the ball away, will it? Well, he wouldn't even show you or we missed a chance. Hey, the, see if you wore jeans for fucking Zenim. <laughs> fucking Zenim. Concerned about him, he's just had a fucking nightmare. You're, you're raging about a guy wearing jeans at the training. Lenny used to he be just a... passed eight the park. Well, Lenny's gear was Lenny used to be a flares with Converse. Did you? <laughs> did you see Lenny? Did you see Lenny in the Celtic game now, day? No, I didn't. Prada jacket. Prada. He looked well, well, didn't he? Silky, silky Prada. That's not Lenny, mate. Where's that came from? He was just back from Cyprus as well, wasn't he? Uh huh. Lenny wasn't into gear at all. No, I, 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 seen the, I seen the Prada suit. I was like, ah, Lenny. <laughs> who, who was the worst dressed first team player you had at Celtic? Big City was poor, wasn't he, mate? Was he, huh? Pra- a lot of Prada, Prada now. Uh, just the, the, the Prada trainers that are now always had fashion. Prada to her. They wore them every single day, but they, they were monkey. They were monkey, weren't they? Every single day. Jamesy was poor. He used to just cry. I can't. Can Scott it. Brown's horrendous. Scott uh, Brown, to be fair, Brown wears a t-shirt every single day, doesn't Puma, he? Puma, because he's regardless of what it was, just a t-shirt every day. Mo Kamara. Um, Mo Kamara. I'm getting flashbacks. Of, I'm getting flashbacks of the vest top on in the night out. That's right. I'm getting flashbacks. Coming back of that. to Kelly's flat. Uh, I'm flashbacks. <laughs> 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 the vest top in the tunnel. <laughs> but not a vest top, but like fully. Just the sleeves cut off. Cut off, that's uh, right. Uh, right like a shoe bank type thing uh, in it. Uh, four Lenny's, but he used to tie his converse so tight, tight. didn't he? Uh, and his toes always flipped right up. Someone, someone on his body would always be baggy, and like mm-hmm. overly baggy. The jeans were massive. Uh, but the jeans back then were massive. Are you always G-star, 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 G-star raw. John O'Shea. G-star raw with the G-star, G-star raw. Was on your cock. Basically, the time was on your cock. The man, the man, the man, the man, the man, the man, you, that wouldn't have looked at a place that was normal back then, oh, wasn't no. it? Oh, Very baggy with jeans, man. Horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's right. I've seen Shazie doing the UEFA draw the other day. Do you see was doing the UEFA draw the other day for the Who, champ. Who, John O'Shea? Aye, for the Europa League, was it? 
No, but he had them on, I think, still. Oh, the jeans on, eh? Right, it's good to talk, because we're going to Scotland talking about UEFA. What a team, man. Hmm? I was the most sceptical guy in the world when Steve Clark took over. Didn't like the football for the first six months, but now watching how Scotland is an, uh, well, he's became a possession based team, isn't he? But why, how do you think, I think he felt like he had to, mate, because of the players that he had now. Nah. Right. Uh, I don't think he had players not to play, not to, not to play that. To dominate games of football, uh, uh, I think he's been fortunate with some of the players that have come in. So, like Shea Adams that's come in has been a revelation up front. McTominay's took his game to another level with Scotland. And then the fact he's managed to accommodate both Tierney and Robertson to fit a system that works. And then with the emergence of wee Billy Gilmore coming in, who's just an absolute Hackey's baller. Brilliant. What a player. Hackey's I just brilliant. think now he's got no choice but to have to play the way we're playing. That's been forced upon him, isn't it? Aye. He's there, Billy Gilmore, that. Yeah. How's, how's that going to work if you get good footballs, if you're Kicking playing the ball. route one, or letting the other team have the ball? Scotland have, Scotland have way good enough players to do that. But were these players not here, see the last time <coughs> we... See the Ukraine uh, the game? Mean, no, see mean... <laughs> Are you saying before Steve Clark with these no, players? No, when Steve Clark was here, see the Ukraine game, Ukraine game, 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 game beat there. Scotland, Aye. they yeah. were there. But by then, his style of play, the way he wants to play, might not have been... Set in. Set in, or he might have changed it in the last... Changed it from that. It would, be interesting, it would be interesting to look at his first lot of games and see who, what personnel he had and what... Well, Stephen O'Donnell was playing ah, well, number go. 10, wasn't ah, he? Uh, like I, I watched that third goal a few times third goal over, and I think in total, maybe 12 touches and six passes. That's like, that's quick and mm. that's that's football for me. If you compare like Cyprus, you, you'd, you'd expect Scotland or Ireland or England, Wales to beat Cyprus, wouldn't you? But it's, it's the other results as well for me, like ah, Spain at home. Spain at home, it's incredible. Spain at home, you're going... See, see, like, Norway, like, see what you're saying about the boy Hickey and all that, like, and you're saying he's brilliant, right? And this is what I would, you, you, this is what you try to get across the kids when I was at Celtic, especially like, tell me something that Aaron Hickey does that you think I can't do that. Mm. Aye, it's just, I, he's just very good, good at the question. basics. Yeah. Aye, but, he's, but he's really, really quick. quick. So he's an athlete, mate. He's really quick. Both feet, isn't he? His his positional sense is really good, Aye. and he can play right or left. Aye. But you can, you can good, learn that good, stuff, mate. Well. You can't become really, really quick, though, can you? In playing the Premier League. But see, that's, what, that's when I'm going back to like what you said about the sports scientists made you quicker. That can help you. Uh-huh. These wee small gains, aye. But yeah, you're probably right. He, he has, he's in a good team, plays for Brentford, they play good football. Mm-hmm. And he's learning, playing against the best players oh, every nice. single week. He's only going to get better as well. Again, another kid that was released for Celtic, am I right in saying that at 16, 17? Was he? Aye, released for Celtic, he went to Hearts after that. Technically great, though. I went and played in the first team, eh? One of them players that always playing well in one position, you could put him in other positions and you would still... You could probably play him as a six, I, and he'd be fine. And I just think, he, 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 with, with how good Billy Gilmore is technically with the ball at his feet and stuff, and his range of passing, Callum McGregor's the same, John McGinn comfortable with the ball at his feet, I just, it's just really, really like, just look at the bench. We've got a team of good players sitting on the bench. Yeah. And now yeah. we've got players like, I think I've read this week, Harvey Barnes that's went to I Newcastle for Leicester. He's now wanted to change allegiances to Scotland because he's only had one cap for England. Harvey Barnes, Harvey Barnes, 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 Barnes he's, huh? he's got his grandparents. He's now wanted to come and play for Scotland. So it's changed, it's changed, isn't it? Though? Aye, uh, you're supposed to get an England cast off now. You're going, watch your Scotland, they're going to qualify for things now. So. Well, it's funny because he's a, a pundit, I wouldn't say well renowned because people look down on him quite a lot, but he was waxing lyrical about England on Thursday on the Coopman show. And the performance on Saturday was nothing short of a disgrace. Watch, so I watched it last you know, night. See when you look at their players, though. Which pundit was it? A wee man I here. Wonder if I wonder if he'll reveal himself. A wee man here. You know, I just look at their players and excite the life at me. But him in charge. Henderson, I mean, Foden no playing. Henderson in. It's, I mean, the squad's outstanding, isn't it? Are you, do you agree with that? The squad's excellent. 
The squad is excellent. But he's sticking to the, the old guard as in like... He's very, very loyal, isn't he? You all played for the back with Henderson and Harry Maguire. Henderson, Pickford, Maguire. Like them three guys. Pickford can't wait to kick your ball. Pickford loves just I was going to say zinging things. Playing at AC Milan, playing loves zinging things. Yeah, mate, he'd rather zing it than pass it five yards. He loves zinging things. And I don't see why. His distribution is quite good though. No, his distribution, like, in terms of the technique and ability he has, he has an unbelievable distribution. Sometimes it's for, he forces it when he doesn't need to do it. Do you think, do you think there's got to be a certain age, right, where players can, so like Harvey Barnes is 25 now. Should they be asked, why have you not kept me Scotland before now? I, I get it. I, mean, I, think I think that's probably the biggest point you'd make, isn't it? Like, so why now? Aye. Like, I've only just got the first team. Well, no, you've not. You just got transferred for 40 mil, mate, and you played for Leicester in the Prem and all that. Like, or now because Scotland are doing well, and there's a, why not five years ago? Mm -hmm. yeah. Ten years ago? Back I, in the day, my era, it would be, you would, you would pick allegiance to a country because you couldn't, you were, you were, you were miles away from getting your own country. Basically, that's we had guys like I'm like quasi, quasi Robbie Stockdale guys like that that would jump on the bandwagon because what ended up happening then was you became an international footballer. So when yeah. you went into a contract negotiation, you're not just a footballer; you're an international footballer. So you demanded to be a bit more money. Whereas now the money side of things at that level of football is is irrelevant. Well, I think, I think if you I think if you're English and you've got say Irish or Scottish and, you, and you're good enough to play for England, you're holding out for England because uh, mm -hmm. regardless of how good you are, say Harvey Barnes is, went, went for forty million. If he goes to, say, De Declan Rice is probably a great example. Did you play with him, sorry, in Ireland? No, I didn't, no. Right. He, uh, I think it was, he was just after me, kind of when I stopped playing, but Declan Rice got Jack Grealish, both played for Ireland. Yep. Jack Grealish is a bit younger. But if they aren't good enough for England, I think they're staying, staying by Ireland, because straight away, as soon as they get in that England team, transfer value goes up exactly. and doubles, yeah. doesn't right. it? Declan Rice just went for 105, million. Jack Grealish went for 100 million. If they're playing for Ireland, it's not 100 million, is it? Well, have you spoke to, <coughs> spoke to any of the Irish boys about what they were like when they were at Ireland? Uh, For 100 million quid, no. Grealish and Rice. What, 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 what I always find, this, it's unusual in those two circumstances, usually if you're good it, enough as England, you come up through the England news ranks yeah. and then you change the allegiance. Again, so, both they, so how have they done that? that shows though that they, that they weren't. They Aye. weren't that highly rated when they were younger. When they were younger, sorry. They were 100 million pound players. So I think Declan Rice got released from Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. And went to West Ham and then came through the ranks there. But wasn't in the West Ham first team five, six years ago, was he? He was kind of just on the fringes. Yeah. I think that was kind of when Ireland started picking him. And then it was only then he became a proper, every single, like, first name the team sheet for West Ham became the captain. He's then went, oh, wait a second here. Does that, use, does that bother you? Does that bother you? Oh, no, for, football, for, for, for us. For football us. people. You, me, I'm Scottish through and through and always will be. Couldn't, couldn't go to another country, but. For a few quid, you'd definitely aye, go to anything. Of course I would. But, um, <laughs> of course I would. But my point is, is that <laughs> me as a fan, am I happy seeing guys just change allegiance because they have a grandparent or somewhere other? For me, they've invested. I but you? now, aye, that's what I'm saying. I've now got to a point where I'm no, thinking, I don't think I'm going to enjoy the, the, the benefits of that for my country because we are going to go to, hopefully, Germany next year mm -hmm. in the Euros. And it'll be great for everybody, regardless I of think who's playing. I'm no, I'm no I think you anymore. need to ask that person individually as well if they felt that way. Aye. But I think people who switch allegiance, there's a reason behind that, yeah. isn't there? There's always a reason behind that because really you just say, well, no, I'm playing for this country or they picked me when I was 14, 15, I'm playing for them. Yep. The change in allegiance thing has... What age did you decide, like, I'm definitely going to Ireland? And, and, well, what, what, four, and what, 14, 15. Uh, why, why was it? I know you've said before, do you know what uh, you got picked for Scotland teams? Uh, no, not uh, under 17s, uh, because, because you under 15s, why? Under 15s. But it's because of the, I mean, the, the, 
do you call it the Home Nations Cup, not what was that, the the schoolboys one. Ah, the uh, Victory Shield. Uh, Victory uh, Shield, Victory Shield that, but you had to play for your school, that was a rule. And then you couldn't play for your school at Celtic at 14, 15. That's right. You just played pro youth. Uh, then Ireland, they, they didn't have that rule, so I just, I just started playing with them. My grandparents are Irish. And to be honest though, I kind of almost felt, it's like, you know, it's like growing up as a Celtic fan and a Irish family. You're more geared towards Ireland anyway, you always are. So for me, it made sense. And then, then I was picked later on, but I was already with Ireland at that point. I remember meeting Bertie Votes and he was... Well, you were picked me. for Bertie Votes? Not for the first team, but he picked me. I was picked for the Scotland under-19s and I was like, well, I can't well, I can't go on with Ireland. And then Tommy got me in with Bertie Votes to meet me. He was trying to convince me to go to Scotland and I was like, no, I can't. I've, I've been disloyal to the guys that were loyal to me. Yeah. So that was just, that was what happened. See, with, see with Ireland, I wanted to know this as well because I never asked him this. Who was the best international team you played uh, Spain fit quite easily actually. Who was the manager at that time? Uh, that guy with the moustache Dabowski Dabowski So I'm going back to like 2012 Euros Who'd have been the manager in Dabowski I think Mate didn't even play with a striker Torres was on the bench That's Fabregas right. is the Villa, number the 9 play now? David Villa Off the left David Villa uh, No I David Villa played David Silva Iniesta Xavi Torres came on Biscuits. That's a joke. Puyol. They were uh, peak at that time. No, Did they not win a Euros and a World Cup? Yeah, they, they won the Euros. They won the World Cup. Did they win World Cup in two Euros? No, what was it? It was a World Cup. 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 It was they had a record and it was something like they had 950 passes in that game. Wow. You know, like we didn't really have a way of playing, so we were kind of quite, we'd done well to qualify, but it was... Who was, was your manager in Ireland at the time? It was Trapatoni. Oh, we did have a way of playing, but we were like hard to beat, that was our way of playing. But see, with the ball, it was almost like, we'd try and get it long, play off second balls, but I think we had Robbie Keane up front. I think we played Simon Cox that game. The ball's just going straight up and Robbie Keane's challenging with uh, PK, PK for the ball. PK's just heading it back to, and starting back again. to the goalie mate. And then PK and Ramos are just going like that, playing like fullbacks. Uh, Jordi Alba and uh, I think it was Albiol. No, not Albiol. Uh, Arbeloa. Arbeloa. They're just bombing up the park mate. It was just like, oh, this is... That's demoralising. Is, is that a joint international football is a better... What do you think? A joint international football is a better standard than like the top international teams a better standard than Champions League? I think it would be similar. Similar. Top, top international teams, the top end of the World Cup, the aye. top end of the European Championships, aye. Yeah. Because not every international team has a team of top, top players. But I think there's a lot of top international teams, do you? You're not saying, well, you look at France's team though, right? Look at their squad. Aye, individually. Individually. Aye, but as a team. There's no, they don't ever have a top manager, do they really? Like no. the other teams, you know, so like Guardiola's clubs and all these guys. Germany are like, now has got yeah. Hansi Flick and they think they lost he's to get, Japan 4-1. Well. He's, 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 he's getting sacked. He is getting sacked. Right. Mr. Uh, that's why he gets sacked, isn't it? Just sit here. Okey Loco's back. England's always had a team of world-class players. But I don't think they've had a manager to make them as good as what they should be. Sven. Sven was, come on, fucking Sven. He was too buzzy for fucking... Arsenal managers are always the ones that... I've done the club football and I've went, oh, I'll, have, I'll, I'll have a bit more time myself, a bit more laid back, it's not as stressful. I'm not there every day, I see the lads for two weeks, every three months. Go and watch games now when I, when I want. It's, I think international managers are more like that. 
Because the best managers in the world aren't international managers, are they? The best are club managers. Yeah, of course. At present, anyway. Yeah, of course. But they're talking about Pep taking the England job. I can't see him taking that. He, he, he's obsessed. Eventually, mate. eventually, maybe at some that point. Would kill me that. Maybe fed years, up mate. with. Why would he want so. to do that, mate? That would kill me, right? I th I, the last thing I heard was him taking the Brazil job as well. Aye. Maybe about a year ago. Is Ancelotti not be meant to be taking aye, that? And, and then Real Madrid? Well, I know what you're saying, I can't see that happening, but as a manager... At some point he will. As a manager, you're thinking, right, I've won the Champions League, I've won all the kind of league, domestic leagues and stuff. I want to win the World Cup as well. World Cup? Imagine putting that in your CV. I know. He could, I know, with that England team. He's a, do, you, do you agree he's the best... We've you speak about it on your podcast, best of all time? Guardiola. I think he's obviously in the conversation. I would say he is, but a lot of people would say, oh, Sir Alex Ferguson, or does uh, Klopp come in an argument as well? Or, like Trapattoni, mate, guy, what, three Champions League, mate, Juventus, right. and he was our manager. What was Trapattoni's coaching like? Oh, very defensive? Very defensive. Like, pure, is that, do you think that's because that's what he was based that he on, though. Yeah. That was he was based on. No, no, that was just that was his, his style of football. Right? I think when he was Juventus team, he had, Pla he had like Michel Platini. Playing sweeper? Basically playing where he wanted, but right. his, his team, we were very defensive. See, playing his team, it was hard, like it was hard graft as well, like 4-4-2, but like the left winger was like, used to do this game in training, and it was like groups of threes, just groups of threes, and you'd pass the ball into somebody, and he'd have a player on his back, and then once you pass the ball, you'd run in and try and take the ball off a player, so it was like two players trying to tackle one, and we were like that. How is the guy with the ball going to keep the ball <laughs> off two players? Players were running around each other and all that, but it wasn't like in a box or in a line, it was just... Three, like, Groups of three just all in a line. Mine, uh, Balls were going everywhere. So, people, so people, the threes were all go, going <laughs> across each A guy in the middle was trying to hold the ball off two players and he's running away. <laughs> but what he, what he was trying to get in was like, this is what you do when a winger or anybody in your team behind you receives a ball. Get run back to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was hard graft, but we were successful under him. Was he Berry a good coach? I, I thought he was. What, would he, would, so would Berry votes like, this is what the opposition did, this is what you're going to do to combat that? No, I don't think any coach was like that no, back then. No, I don't know. I don't, no. I think, would you say that twenty years ago? No, no, I don't think any coach was like that. that. I think, no, I the think, only one I've ever had that done it is the Canio. Barely just, just yeah. focused on us. What was that? And, ten years ago, and made us. Fifteen years ago, I had him. Just, just basically, what he coached on us. Like this is what we can do, and we go out there and try and implement what we can do. But I think his problem was, wasn't this such the language barrier? The way he was trying to put things across, maybe wasn't he coming across as the way he would like them to have came across, if, if that it sounds ridiculous, but... No, I get what you're saying. You know saying what that. I mean? It's just, no, no a language barrier, but you kind of like... Players players weren't good enough to take on what he was saying. Aye, simple. possibly, and like, he was, he was very old school. Like, very old school in terms of... That was a joke. We were a 4-4-2. <laughs> uh, sorry, I wasn't doing this. 4-4-2. <laughs> but again, our Scotland team, we only had the personnel we had... Like we were all ourselves at that category. We were just going through a bad period off. We didn't probably have. Were they try to play it? <clears throat> Pass? Nah, because they've had, we had, we had, always had a big guy up front. That was me or Tomo or Scott Dobie. We were talking good about players Scotland. Good players, Scott, Scott, <laughs> Scott Dobie over five nine. That's Stephen Dobie. That's Stephen. That's Stephen Dobie. And it would always be like long pick up second balls and then. Why did I'm Frank thinking about Why did you always just go along? Just trust playing out for the back. Steve Leclerc deserves massive credit for that, thought it. Because at first again I said that, especially when Dykes played, I just thought we were gonna kick your bop to Dykes under Steve Clark, but it's now playing out for the back. 
because he's known that. I mean, even his, his club career, he was he was always sort of manager. It was very that hard to beat when it played direct. How, how, how could he play like that though? If you think you've got Tierney, Andy Robertson, Gilmore, Gilmore in, guys who are used to playing football, Jack Henry, guys who are used to playing football, they'd be like. Do you think that he, the, the players, I said maybe in, after the Ukraine game, would maybe say to him, nah. like no, we need to play, I not think it's him himself. I know what you're saying about that in terms of he's always been a defensive manager. But he was a coach, mate. He coached with top teams that attacked Chelsea with Mourinho. I know the the, the, the image of Mourinho is a defensive, but when he was at Chelsea with Robin Duff, aye, Trump, aye. he, he did a lot of Liverpool as well. Assistant, he was he? a lot. He done a lot of the coaching in that. Mm. Uh, I think uh, on that Scotland team the other night, they are, like, if you look at that in the midfield four, we. Gilmore, um, Callum McGregor, McGinn and McTominay. Mm -hmm. If you think of the, go back to club football and think of Rangers, there's no natural wingers in there. But Scotland's making that system work effectively. So, like, Rangers, is that what Beals try to accommodate at Rangers? Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, like, it's simple because there's no narrow, natural wingers. Yeah, it's narrow. But no, Scotland's making, Scotland's Scotland's making it work. Would you not say Matondo's a winger, no? Who? Matondo. I would say he's a winger. Aye, but yeah, he's aye, aye. But, but he's wanting to play inside. Right, he's, he's, he's not being played as a winger. Yeah, get yeah. the boy wide and go and attack aye. him and get to the. And then also, I think Scotland have got much better. Scotland, Scotland, aye, aye, Scotland's. I just, I just was thinking because that system of the five, the four, and the one. Every single one of those back five wants to play football. You think of Henry Portis? Portis has always tried to play mm -hmm. things into midfield, break that ball through, and the. Uh, I just think, well, we actually fucking like. I'm thinking choosing it. I think we can. Post, I think we can beat England. You think that, didn't you? I think we'll beat England. I think uh, we'll beat England. I watched them last night. I know, I'm probably getting up a bit ahead. You called oh, shooting ahead of Portis, didn't you? Mate? I, I called Portis. <laughs> I know. You did, sure. But I he don't love about Portis, mate. I'm just saying this. He's one guy, even if he does make a mistake, for watching it in the in the city, he does look like. What did you call it? On the couch. See if you he, you're watching it. I think that he's a type that will go. He's it again. Big personality. Yeah, somebody ask him. He's is that? Drink. Is that right? <laughs> Please. No, 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 that's right. No, that is I. That is. Because like when I when I played him, he was one of the players that when he played centre half, he actually played centre mid for us quite a bit last year as well. Whenever I played, which wasn't very often, he would actually attempt to find you know when you like this is also a, ju a judge a midfielder or a player who wants to pass forward. You know that hard pass when you've just rolled in off the line and you're between the lines, yeah. and they've seen you, and all they need to do is like try. It's a bit of a Whip it, into your feet. It, uh -huh. Whip it into your feet through the lines and players see it and go, oh, nah, you do it. He would try it. <laughs> Who's the, who he was the player that said to you that used to get, he never passes the ball through left? Who was it? It was a centre midfielder. Uh, Paul Hartley. Uh -huh. Never. <laughs> no, but Zeke, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> never. What? But you know when the ball would run across, so he'd let the ball run across his body. And, and passed a fullback. So, and there's, there's Lee Naylor and I'd be there and there's the other winger and all he'd have to do is just go outside of the foot through the lines to me. He wouldn't even go outside of the foot. I was like, Zico, mate, you must have a problem. You can't pass the ball that's your foot. He'd always go in step every uh, pass. Just say. In step every pass. And I was like, Zico, man, please. Chico, just once. I, I was just saying with you, though, because he used to say that, it would force you to try and play that yeah, pass. Play it, uh, so you, like, you try and do it in the best possible way. Like, Zico, I would just take, I would take the piss with Zico and like, laugh about it. But it was frustrating at times. But it's now when you see it, like, in other players, for example, at air, you see players who've maybe got it. They can do it. But in a game, it's maybe a little bit, oh, don't want to give the ball away. So it's, it's about trying to bring them out of that mm -hmm. and trying to. What does that come from? See that fear of getting the ball away, mate. What do you think that comes from? Is it a fear from the manager? Is it the crowd? I think it's about everything. I don't think it comes from. It doesn't come from our manager. I think it probably comes from the crowd, social media, 
fear of giving the ball away. Your teammates get individual. It's individual how they think about the game. Like he, yeah. he, he, he was a guy that played football that couldn't have given a shit if he gave the ball away because he would just think, right, okay, I'll go and get it again, I'll try it again, and it'll come off eventually. And when it comes off, it'll be positive and we might get a goal. Some people, when they, when they, when they get that confidence that's no quite there, they are tentative. Whereas I watch Porteous. That's a mentality thing. Ah, it's a mentality way. thing. And I always think I watch him and I think, see when he gets that ball on his feet, out his feet, he's always looking for maybe that reverse whip like you yeah, talk about. And he's always looking and sometimes he'll maybe overcook it or whatever. But see when it comes off. It's a fair touch. You're taking so many people out of the game. So game. How did you get that mentality? Because you you were one that would not uh, give a fuck if you were I, I don't really know how I got it. Just, I just It really, really annoys me when I see players. Okay, I understand players can pass sideways and back the way. There's somebody in your back. You can pass back the way, keep the ball. But see when you've got the opportunity to pass forward and when the game's in front of you, I don't know why you would pass sideways. If you can't pass forward, at least pass to somebody who can then pass forward. Yeah. But now, I don't know. Nowadays, it just seems to be all oh, we'll recycle possession. Will come out half the time. You see teams have the ball in the final third, and is it not all about football trying to get in the final third? We've done amazing. It got people have got a throwing. Ball goes back to throwing, and they go back to me, and ends up back at the goal. Okay, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, these are these are the things you see, and you go, we've just had the ball in the final third. Aye. It's now back at the goal, so what we then start again? Yeah. Unless we've got some master plan to play to out from the goal and then play through. I, know, just, I don't know. Just that it's always kind of been ingrained in me, where you know, especially like uh, I see we play wee games and there's sidemen. Side men and end men are a few. Are, I hate it. Are, very, very Don't rarely. It. So the odd time, if maybe I'm in, I'm at like a situation where I can't get myself out of, and there's no devs to pass to, I would try my best and never to pass to an end it's man. It's never going to happen again. Don't happen again. Don't have a guy standing touchline or stand like having a guy standing on the byline that you can pass and play a one twenty, and then follow your run and get a goal. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Why would see, see when coaches do that? Is that just to, for your numbers? See, to be fair, sometimes for your numbers, you, you've got three teams. Teams. Courage as well, uh, keeping the ball. That, you've got yeah. three teams and you're keeping everybody active within the, the game. It's like you've got to five, five. use five or off and then rotate it. It's just to keep the session basically going. But it's one for numbers, that, isn't it? But, but it's one for the numbers, game. aye. Because, like he says, imagine fucking running one on one with the goalkeeper and you're fucking playing a one two after a guy standing no. beside the post. It's not, it's not real, but I would always encourage players. It's as a last resort. So, uh, it's 100%. a last resort. Uh, it's not. But I see players doing it, getting the ball, and they can't wait to pass to the end man. Aye. No, you're all in the middle of the game. Go there by yourself. The uh, they think they're keeping the ball well. well you're passing the guy at the side who's got one touch. Uh, you fire it in him. <laughs> 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 he's and then you start moaning because somebody's the boss come up around here and he's trying to volley it back into the mixer. <laughs> No, don't just keep the ball and just... There's no doing a bit of either, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> Get every goal and fire it up to him. Now, you're obsessed with this technical director role. So do you still do all the training as a player? Aye. And then after that, would you go into the boardroom? Aye, so... Look, it's, it's a lot of different things, to be fair, aye. So it's talk, talk me through straight away, what is the number one role of, of a technical director? Well, I'm actually a technical manager. It's been a... Mm. Right, because I think technical director comes under a certain role. Technical managers, it's quite, it's quite good the way it's been, the way that, that Graham's done it. It's kind of like, right, so at the start, you can kind of co- do a bit of coaching. So I've been doing some coaching with, with some of the younger players, head, like looking after the loan players who are out on loan, seeing how they're getting on, doing reports on them, uh, being in the start, like the staff meetings where we're going through things and things that you see around about the club that you think you can maybe help change. Having a wee bit of power in a way, whereas as a player you don't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to help to implement change, trying to drive standards, I suppose. And is, is this the full club you're trying to change, or is it just certain, certain no, aspects just, of the club? I'm not trying to come in and say, let's change this day one. Like in, but there's a lot of things that I see that I think 
not, not everything has to have money thrown at it either. Not everything's a, a budget concern. It's just about maybe trying to do things differently because a lot of people, a lot of people here, I think, of it's not, a, not not trying to sound disrespectful, but they've not been exposed to what say elite level top football and top teams do. So you're trying to show wee things that maybe other teams do that you can maybe try and implement into the way we're doing things to help the club become better. Because I think that's the goal for everybody. You want yeah. the club to become better. Uh, so that, so I, quite a few different things. I, to be honest with you, I. I love that bit about it. Sorry, at the, minute, at the minute, sorry, the first thing Graham said to me was, we're going to start, want you to really look after reserve players. Because the reserve players train the first team every day, but I don't think they get coached properly because they're seen as first team players almost. So it's to kind of try and put some IDP plans together for them and try and actually, like, say, I, I take three or four of them for a month and we work on this. And what what is it you're looking to get out of them better technically? Is it more uh, tactically? So they're all, it's all specific individually. So right. one guy could be better tactically, one guy could be better positionally, this guy could be better on his left foot, that's his weak foot. All, like, all these different things, because they're all young lads, they're all 16, 17, 18, and they're all trying to become first team players. And yeah. at Air, you need your, you need your young yeah, players to come through, because Air doesn't have loads of money where you can go and buy the best players, so you need your academy to be producing players. I yeah. love Dale's, yeah, but the, the, the money thing, because we were talking last week about, obviously Scotland financially is behind other countries, but we know that, but I feel a lot of people just use that all the time, find that we've not got the money or we can't do this. You can do a lot of good stuff. Of course you can. You can, you can, you can think better. Yeah. Can't you? you can think smarter without having to go, oh, well, it's money. It's mm -hmm. money. It seems it's that's budgets. Yeah. It's money. Yeah, Financially, we can't do it. I know it's Molly. I'm sounding like Molly Mayhew, but you've got the same. I always say you've got the same. There's a day as an English uh, fitness coach, an English coach. You've got the no, same. No, no, you're spot on. Listen, why can't you not work on things? Listen, work the, on? The, 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 the thing in fact was you're trying to improve individuals to be better players, and in turn that benefits the team as a whole. So to just invest in a bit of money as a coach, you already have your coach in who's getting a salary. Just for that guy to invest a wee bit more time. Time, in the it's time. Boy, yeah. It's just time. It's staying back to four o'clock instead of going up the road at half past one. And just invest a wee bit more time, like he says, put in programmes. That's what, that's what happened to me as a kid. Right, how do I get better at what you're asking me to be? Right, Kevin, this is what we need to come in and work in. Come in the morning at eight o'clock, we'll work on this. Go and do your training and afterwards we'll, we'll do it, this yeah. and this will help you. Over four, five, six weeks, you start to notice, oh God, I, I feel a wee bit better at that. Mm. It's the same for all kids. I know it's, it's just time. It's, and, if you, desire, if you make the time and for, you, what well, you need to do is you need to put on sessions that make the kids enthused by it. They think, oh God, I quite enjoyed that and mm -hmm. I can see the benefit of that. I'm go I want to do more of that. Whereas sometimes I think we get people in roles where they think, ah, I can't really be fucked taking them a day, but I've got to go and date for the sake of doing it. But oh, I went I up the road for two o'clock. You, you, you probably, you've, you, you would have came across coaches like that in the past. Oh, do the bare minimum. But like, I really, I enjoy it where we had a meeting with the, the reserve players and, and I said to them, look, I'm here for yous. Use me whenever you want. If there's a problem, if it's something you need to work on in your game, come and use me. If you want to do extra shooting, you want to do work on your crossing, you want to do anything, use me. So so far, it's been it's been good in a, in a weird way. Like I wasn't massive into coaching before before I went here. The last three four weeks, I've started you to get, get a, a, bit, a, a, a wee bit, aye, a wee, uh -huh. bit, a wee bit. When I'm sitting at night doing a sports session planner, but then the, the hard thing is, though, I'm still a player, and I'm not part of the staff where they sit and dictate training so I'll just turn up to train so some days there's mm. uh, some days I might want to do take a specific player for something and then I look at a training finish and I go oh, that was a tough session there I can't really do what I want to do today so you have to scale it back or you have to go I'll oh, we'll just leave it today do you find yourself loving the coaching more than the playing then? Uh, no 
it's hard on it because obviously things aren't going amazing for us on the pitch. So you're never going to enjoy playing when it's going badly. Bad, no one does, yeah. do you? And there's always bad parts and sticky spells in your career. But I do the, the coaching and say management it's like I, I do like that side of it as well mm. whereas before doing my, doing my badges and things I'm kind of like I don't really know if I've got the bug for this yet yeah. I prefer other, other sides and that was the beauty of actually the, the role out there where I could do lots of different things and in a year's time or two years time I can go well I really like that so I want to go down that route what's the, di I mean, I don't, what's the difference between a sporting director and a technical director you know that, didn't you? Sport, no, I, I a sporting director. Sporting director, I would say that the, a sporting director controls. Uh, I would say, in my opinion, a sporting director or director of football is they they have probably final say. So they're they're probably the voice between the board, the board and the owner and the manager. Yep. So they can sack the manager, but they have to work closely with the manager and be or the head coach. Here's I would say 75 percent of its recruitment, getting right. your recruitment right, and then passing that to the to the head coach, who then goes. Who might have a bit of a say in the players he brings in, but not maybe as much as a manager would have. There's your players. You get the best out of them because that's your role, your head coach. Mm. Whereas probably, it's, it's probably like Rogers and Andrew, isn't it? Rogers' head coach, he's probably giving them mirror saying who comes in, whereas Andrew's a manager, he picked the players. That, that'd, be, that'd be right in saying I, I that. I don't know, but was, was Postacoglu not head coach as well, though? I'm, I'm not sure he was manager, wasn't he? Manager, he was, he was director of football. So he would have a bigger say in who actually came in the, possibly, the door of her. Possibly, yeah. Right. Whereas, uh, whereas and what is it like at air? At air, we have a, at air, so you've, we don't have a chief exec. Managing director is Graham Matthew. Graham Matthew, right. So he would be that, I would say his role probably is sporting director, but chief exec, he probably does them all in one, to be honest with you. And then he would be between the board and the manager. And then we've got the manager and then obviously assistants and coaches and things like that. Right. Whereas, if I wanted to be technical director, you would come alongside that probably and work with with the with, with, the, with, the, with the chief exec. Yeah, it's so important that you get the guys right. I and think it's good that clubs like you are doing this to me. Hundred percent. I look at me now. I know it's sort of the go-to team at the moment because they're flying. But you look at Brighton, and if you listen to their guys, and it just seems like even if somebody leaves, I think some somebody in there left and went to another club, but they were ready with a placement. It's probably because uh, it no, no, it was somebody that it was like in the was that a technical? Oh, director you mean or that? Or something like that. Uh, somebody up, upstairs, I. Um, but they were ready. David Weir took the, the role. The job. Who was right. it? Took care. Who did he take care? Can you remember? You nah, I know you're talking. Uh, about. No, Dan Ashworth. No, ah, they went to South Dan Ashworth. Went went Newcastle. That's right. But you just Dan Ashworth was Brighton before Newcastle, wasn't he? Yeah. He's sporting director at Newcastle. Yeah. And he's he's one of the he's one of the big names in that he's like the best so is, that, one, is, that, is he the, the guy you look at in terms of how to do the job right I think so yeah and you've done, one, you've done a course on this as well Peter yeah. that. What, yeah. was, what was the course it's, so it's a master's degree in sports directorship how long did that last uh, it was two years hard really hard what, and what, what sort of stuff would you need to do uh, three, the so 3000 word essays and, and assignments with Harvard referencing on personal leadership wow. and do you, know how, do you know what essays are though like you can't even write them in your own well, I just finished my dissertation it was 12,500 words it's mental, it's, but see if I hadn't have done that course, I wouldn't be able to put together progress reports for loan players yep. on my own just now, which I'd done the other day. I wouldn't even have a clue how to do that. Uh, so right. I've so done that course. course definitely worthwhile. And that course has made, well, there's a lot of networking on the course as well. We'll, for example, we were talking about trying to get players in air. Uh, one of the guys on my course, I text him. He's the head of scouting for Sport Republic, but Sport Republic have I don't think they own them, but they've got majority shares in Valenciennes, Southampton, and another club, so three clubs. 
that spoke to the public have majority shares in these three clubs. He's had a scout in there, so I've texted him saying, mate, any players clubs, that would come in our uh, budget? Uh, and he sent me like about eight players on. And one of the players off the list we got, like oh, he, he yeah. came to us on one from, on one from Reading. Wow. So it's, it's things like that, like networking, like getting contacts, re reopening old, old contacts that you've not spoke to for a while. See, I'm sorry to just go back into it, but the reason I'm quite um, strong on it is about way Brighton. I mean, there's teams that spend a lot more money than Brighton. Do you want us to try and get Tony Bloom on instead of <laughs> Sorry, mate, but I was just seeing how, <laughs> but I was just meaning how important it is. Like, no, yeah. Yeah, and I think it is brought to Erdena. You get the right guys in place. Definitely. Because, as I said, Aye. if you don't get the guys in place there, you're not going to get the players coming Spot through. On. I, I don't think. I no. think he has done it well since Graham Matthews come in. He's had a vision of how he wants to change the club to move forward. Yeah. And now putting the pieces of the jigsaw into the puzzle and it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Looks like, obviously, results aren't great just now. Takes the time, club looks better. That's not a technical man. Technically, it looks poorer, didn't it, this year? Technically, oh, you're the fucking shot. Technically, it looks poorer. Aye. <laughs> but ultimately, the, the background's in a better place, oh, that, rather than just, like, when... Maybe because means, of this transition, it will, there, will, there will be a wee... Me and Slaney's uh, days are I think that's the important thing. It's, see, to be honest, look, you're, not, you're always judged by results on the park, of course. So see if results aren't going well in the park, the fans are going to be angry, they're going to be calling for a manager to get sacked or whatever. That That's the nature of football. But if you just put a plaster over it and then get somebody else in, same it's just going to be the same thing. So, yeah. it's so if you want to change the culture and change... I hate saying that culture, I hate that one. But if you want to change the infrastructure, the whole lot, it's, it does take time. Yeah, it takes it time. Does. What, what does a typical day look like? Obviously, you and Claire get up, roll about together, and then after that, that takes about two minutes. No, and then no after that, no, 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 to be fair, I, I come in as a player because I don't want to, there's a wee bit of it, you don't want to step in too many, you don't want to step in toes as well where the manager and the coach and the assistant, you, sometimes you feel that like you can over, overstep your mark a wee bit when I'm still a player. So I come in as a player in the morning, just at normal time, around for quarter past nine, and then I'll train. And then that day, after training that day, there might be a meeting, there might be a board meeting, there might be things to go through with some of the younger players, there might be uh, me making phone calls to loan managers to speak about certain things but as it gets closer to the game I, I kind of more got my football my players head on but it's like a Friday and you go 
come in, train, get away, shop. So every day is different to be honest with you. Yeah. Every day is different. I would honestly, I would love to see you in the media, man. See that I would love you. I think on Sky, I think you'd be. But he's not. How's he going to change the game? No, no. Stop these guys going into media. In the media, aye. But, but make the game better. Because I, I want to see more guys like that. There's a reason why, better. Paul. Aye, Paul. There's a reason why we do this. He doesn't need the money to do media. I think a lot of guys are going to media oh, there because no, no. I think he's, he's he's strong opinion on it. I don't think you're back doing fair. But how's no. media going to change your game? We, we need guys that oh, are going to change your game. That depends what you're into, though, isn't it? Depends what path you choose. Like, see, media, no, for right. example, see if, I, see if I retired and I wanted to do the media. And the media, like, the me bits I've done, have really, really got me. But I go, I actually love this. I should be, I'm, I've got no other interest in football apart from just commentating on it. Then there probably would be an opportunity to do that. But I think if you want to become a coach or a sporting director or a manager, Manager's slightly different as well, I suppose, but if you want, want to become one of those roles, you have to stop yourself being in the media as well, because you're in the media quite quickly, you'll make enemies quickly, quickly as well, yeah. as you've probably found yeah. out. So you make enemies as well, because if you're really forthright in your opinions, and you're, you're not you're gonna in, and you're impartial, you're going to annoy a sporting director, or a chief exec, or an owner. So yeah. that path for football might be closed for you, yeah. unless you're kind of a bit sit on the fence in the middle. Whereas I wouldn't want to really do that. I found myself doing it last season. I, I said to, I said to Martin Keegan at Sky uh, when I done the Sky games. I was like, I don't, I don't feel like I can be myself because I'm still playing. Mm-hmm. I'm playing for Hibs. I want to say what I want to say, but I can't. Right. So in a way, I'm a watered down version of myself. So I'd rather, yeah. I would rather just do it when I've got, when I've got less people to annoy, or I can be, I can be less diplomatic, I suppose. Mm. Then I do media, mate. You can do both. You can't enable the results. I think many people's lives Tommy Burns changed for doing what he done instead of who, what media guy would you ever remember yeah, in the same era as him? You'd be great at that. Media's for if you if like Chris Boy for example, if you want to go down that route and he's chosen to go down that path, that, that's entirely up to him. He re, he must really enjoy it. He must he, that he gets he enjoys that maybe more than coaching or yeah, being involved yeah. in football another way. I, I I just think that I would for my own personal. My own personal opinion, I would prefer another role in yeah, football. Right. And like you said there, like uh, like younger players as well, like you can actually mould change them and help them change their lives and help them be better. Why would you? Why would I not want to pass on all the experience I've got and be a, a bit selfish? Went off if I done that. Mm. So you, you, you're the same. Mate. Kids fucking idolise you. Would you give that up? A second. Oh, <laughs> 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 he's terrible. <laughs> right. Well, well, no. Oh, I do. We just wanted to ask. Have you been to watch any teams that? Training, how they work, mm-hmm. uh, who does Joe much? Been, been a few different teams actually. Because yeah, uh, okay. actually, on that course, it does take you, like, they, they want you to do things like that. So one of my assignments was, was Hoffenheim. Right. So it was about Hoffenheim, a like, pure innovative, groundbreaking, like, cutting edge, the things they do. So they've got that, they've got that, uh, they were one of the first teams to have that massive screen at the side of the training pitch. So they could watch clips of training as it was happening in real time. What, and they stop training and say, come and watch us? Aye. Wow. They've got that and they've You'd got that. You'd love that, wouldn't you? Uh, but it's really, really helpful if you think about it. Yeah, of course. I mean, even today we're talking about football, my wee boy, I'm going, I'd love to have that clip to be able to show him. But aye. you don't. And then when you, after a game, you go back on huddle and you go, oh, it look, but if you're, if you're able to actually on then. the training pitch there and then go, look what you just done. Look at this. Stand back where you were a second ago. It's ingrained in there, isn't it? Amazing. They do, love they it. do things like that. Just, so I've been, been, been to visit a few clubs, uh, but not as many as I'd like because see when you're playing it's quite difficult to do. But I think the next year or two I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do it a lot more. Incredible. Have you that. have you used to seen any 
went to any teams in my I game. watched Rogers for a week and I really did enjoy it. Was it? No, it's like I really enjoyed it. I watched um, and went to Broomhill last year and I went back. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I would like to do it. it. I would like to do it, but I've just no find the fucking time. Kids playing football every night of the week, so... Is that as well? And you've got a busy sex life as well. I busy sex life. Sometimes, eh... Didn't you? Yeah. Sacrifice, they do say you need to sacrifice sometimes, don't they? You do need to stop that. Big sacrifices. You have a conversation with your boys first to make sure they're happy. I'd like to keep the marriage happy, but... The thing also, a couple of teams that I did phone to ask the you know what, president are letting you come well, in do you know what Larry, do you know this is the best bit of advice I had one of the best bit of, sorry to interrupt you there it's just what you're saying Sean Maloney actually said that to me he went do it now while you're still playing because see clubs they'll, they'll let you in no problem while you're a player yeah, right. it's seeming you're a manager or an aspiring manager clubs aren't so quick to let you in right. they don't see you as a threat right I mean, he's, he's right in what he's saying though yeah, of so you're, like, you're obviously saying that a lot of clubs are quite tentative to let you in name names who wouldn't let you in who wouldn't let you in I couldn't say well, yeah, I, I think you've got to start saying I do know a lot of people my problem is I don't use my contacts to my advantage and I always feel like you just always end up in Peter Reid's basement didn't you there's some people I would love to go and watch you know, there's, there's some, a few coaches out there I think, oh, I'd love to go and see what they do. How, see how you, they... mate, and we'll get No, them. no, I'll, I'll, I'll do it my time, it's fine, it's, I've got plenty of time. I just, like I said to him a day, what are you, 36? 37. 37, right. So I'm sitting the other day, 42, talked about this last week, 42, thinking it's too late because I kind of took my eye away from football. But we actually think about it, 42, I've got a wee plan in place of how I want to try and achieve it. Just take step by step. Hey, you want to go and watch me? They'll get you in. Tell them. Stop being shy. Come on. I don't need, I don't need to be shy. <laughs> shy. Who do you want to go and watch? I'll get you in. No, I'll phone them myself. Hearts. I said mad, didn't no, 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 it's no hearts. It's oh, no hearts. hearts in Nottingham. It's no hearts. You must no, have been. It's happened to that. No. But you should, you should go and do it anyway. Because even if there's nothing to do with it. There's one of the teams I now understand why. Just tell us who they are. Just tell us who they are. Who is it? No, I'm not saying, mate. We're moving on swiftly. I can sort of use it with our Livy session. I think Martin Dill's asked me a few times to go up. So if he's ever I'll like, yeah, I don't right. think I don't think enough coaches and enough people aspiring football do it because you could go and watch a team for two or three days and there's two or three one things. One. Take one thing yeah. right. that makes sure that you can make use it your club and make better. Hundred percent. Right, we're on. He's what want recovery for injury. Is your injury injury free now? I'm injury free now. Aye. See, so last year was that really frustrating when you were injured? Aye, aye, it was really, really difficult. Aye, really difficult. Just because football wasn't going great. Yeah, you're injured. You come back, you play six, seven games, then you get injured again, then that's your season done. You're never really injured as a kid, mate. No, but to be fair, that was the argument I had. People would say, "Ah, oh, he's past it. He's he's too old. It's injuries or this." The the two injuries I had were injuries that can happen to anybody. So I done my medial ligament in my knee, and I done that same injury when I was nineteen. I was out for four months. Then I tore my hamstring off the bone. So it's not like the wee small injuries. Yeah, we were out for two, three weeks or yeah. six weeks, whatever. There were two big injuries. So. But when I played and when I was fit, I, 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 I realised that I could still play at that level. So I thought, oh, why would I retire? Like, so I did all my rehab and got myself back fit in the summer. But it's just like, just frustrating because the season stopped. Uh, so I was in pretty much the whole summer at Hibs up until my contract finished. And then had a couple of weeks of figuring out what I was going to do next. But I wasn't going to retire. See, last year when you were going through the injuries and you knew it was sort of longer term, would you know, sort of maybe think, I'll speak to the manager and help out from a coaching point of view. Uh, no, that's a good, uh, uh, no, no, that's a good question. To be fair, but I had this, I'd done my knee before that, the season before at, at Sunderland, 
under Lee Johnson. And I think it was a reoccurrence of the same injury that hadn't healed properly. But at that point, he used to sometimes do that, where he'd say, listen, can you come take a passenger out today? And I'd like to, to almost motivate you a wee bit and mm -hmm. stimulate your mind a little bit. So sometimes he would, but at that point I was kind of more, wasn't really on the coaching side of the plus. I still had my course going on as well. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to, I think I'd finished my B licence, but I had my course and then I had training every day and I had to try and get myself fit. I genuinely didn't have the headspace for it. With right. what with what was going on. There's no many footballers get to like 33, 34 and think about coaching. It's only when you kind of stop. Aye, right? not, I, obviously, I think maybe is. you're different because I think you've always known that you were going to try and be a coach mm -hmm. at some point, but I don't think I ever played with anybody in the later stages of my career. I think it's changing now, okay? Because I think, coaches, now yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. people are realising that there's people away ahead of the game in yeah. terms of their knowledge. No, their knowledge as in... Uh, guys are starting coaching at 23, It's, it's, their, exercise, uh, it's their coaching badges, it's their coaching qualifications. Well, it doesn't need to be like an A licence, B licence. C license, it's other things like scouting courses or a sports science course or a, a, a business degree and whatever it is or a management course that you've went and done. I think there's all these other courses that they're doing. There's a lot of more roles in football now rather than I, just a manager. I mean, that, coach, that scouting it? course I did, level one, it's designed now to try and take you from level one to two to three to being a director of football. That's the pathway they are trying to push it. And I'm sitting there thinking, how can you come from being a scout to being a director? Of yeah, but, but yeah, that's but you the can, pathway they to, but you can. And I'm like, wow, but these I've guys not seen, are I've not seen many scouts still go from scout to director No, I've not seen that yet. But that's that's that. as a groundsman end up with centre forward, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, not seen, I've not seen many do that, but that probably will change as well. Sorry. Janet is centre forward, isn't it? There's a couple of accountants into managers, so yeah, you never know. That's true, that's true. How many sporting directors have we seen who have the previous experience was running a business company. Business, yeah. Aye. Well, Mick had the East Cobride with me. He's got like six businesses that he runs. See, when I watch him manage, he's just basically managing people, mate. Ah, he yeah, says, I manage, I've got players with me, I manage. That's why he's got you to do the football side of things. Stupid to shout and ball at him. He gets me a money and you're doing a stupid eye. See, yeah. see when Kendall, <clears throat> he was in the scouting department at first, wasn't he, at Celtic? Thank you for Remember Kendall used to like clean the boots and that? No, I'm like, he's a suit of holes and that, Kendall, didn't that? I'm kidding, He was scouting. He was scouting. By the way, we've no said it. Massive shout out to the producer who's doing the marathon the day, isn't he? Half and marathon. He asked me to pick him up at six six kilometres in and over. That's all I have it. No, but good luck. Good luck. Yeah, massive yeah, good luck for the achievement. Yeah. Not to go for any marathon. I know. I'm thinking about saying that. I'm thinking about becoming a ultra, 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 no ultra one. Is he becoming a triathlete? He's become a triathlete and he's doing that naked swimming. Naked swimming, you're naked anyway when you swim. He's doing that. Uh, no, you were twice. I know. <laughs> he's doing that. Normally, will it? Mate, you're hoping you're not going to public pool doing that, yeah? Shorts only. Swimming. Swimming trunks. I know, naked swimming, naked anyway. Naked swimming. I know. I can't imagine something else. What about his decision, to, uh, the decision made to cut your time short at Hibs? Was that your decision? Was that the club's decision? No, it was, it was, it was the club's decision. Both mutual mean, agreement? No, I only signed oh, a year clubs, contract. Right? I only signed a year contract. Uh, you know what it's like. If you get over the age of 32, 33, you don't get handed three, four year deals. It doesn't yeah. happen. Uh, in a way, I'd, listen, see, see if I'd been fit for the whole season, I'd like to think I'd still be at Hibs. But there was, I spoke about this last week, there, there was a lot of things that I didn't like at Hibs, the way things were were off the pitch. There was a lot of things I didn't like as well. So, what, like standards? Uh, I don't know, standards, coaching, things like that. There was a lot of things I didn't like uh, that I've seen, tried my best to help with and say that this maybe isn't right. 
but ultimately as a player that's what I mean you've only got so much power mm. and then see if you're this, this guy every day who's talking about this can be better that can be better you're, you're seen as the moaner yeah, or yeah. negative or whatever uh, Hibs is a really good club I enjoyed it listen see when I played I enjoyed it there and I would have I don't, if I could have done that for a full season I'd have probably really liked it I'd have probably really enjoyed it but just with everything off the park my injuries just kind of it, was, it wasn't a mutual decision but they said, oh, listen, there's not going to be a contract for you next season. I was like, no bother. It's fine. That's football. The games you play, what, third part, you played really well. Was, mm. there, a, was a spell when you came back? I actually came on. I played really 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 three or four games. I thought he was really good. Yeah, yeah. Which shows that you were more than capable right. still. I know, that's, that's a frustrating thing. Yeah. That's a frustrating thing. When I was fat, I felt like I was in the team. I mean, I don't think anybody thought I would have came back after my first injury. And then when I was fit, I played every single game until I tore my hamstring. And that was me done. So, no, I still felt I could influence games and affect games, and and uh, it was just unfortunate the way it happened. Unfortunate for everybody, really. Jake, like you're talking about the stand, like standards. Jake, if the standards were better, you maybe wouldn't have got as many injuries. Is that too harsh to say? Uh, no, it's, I mean, if you listen, if everybody knew when they were going to get injuries, you'd. Like you've got top physios, you've got for, top sports scientists. Not, to the, it's to not, the, it's not that. I mean, I, a, for example, I tore my hamstring on uh, Feb in February, and that's it. It's hard to say this because I'm not saying that this was right or wrong, but I was 37, or 36, so we hadn't done 37 yet, just back after being out for four months, and I'm, I was still training like a 19-year-old would. Yeah. So sometimes I would do all the sessions, sometimes I think, that was quite a lot we done there. I'm not as fit, or I, I maybe maybe I've done, maybe you should maybe and then to be fair, at a point they kind of started doing that, David gave me company on the Monday or the Tuesday after he even go, listen, are you alright to train or do you want to do the full session or whatever and I was like this is really good and then that kind of it was not David Gray's fault but I think on the Thursday it, we were told it was going to be a light session and we ended up doing like a half a pitch game and then we did like crossing and finishing but it genuinely lasted for 20-25 minutes and I looked at the stats and we'd done a lot a lot of high speed running a lot of sprints and I actually had to pull myself out I was like it was kind of optional but you are going here so just lads just do as much as you want but no one wants to pull out of training do they crossed and finishing and after about 15-20 minutes I says I think I've done enough and it was, it was absolutely fine but I pulled myself out because I thought this is really really extensive uh, then on the Saturday I tore my hamstring off the bone I'm not, I'm not saying that's got anything to do no, with that but these, when you think back on these mm -hmm. things you think was that a factor I mean the person who can predict injuries would be absolutely loaded yeah, yeah. but again that's good that's hindsight that's hindsight but it's also good experience from like if you could in that role as a manager yourself learn from what's yeah. happened to you can I change because you know yourself, Simon, you've got your boys, some of the older boys, you would have had Broomhill and now obviously Cabride. If some of them are saying I'm a wee bit tired this weekend, I'm a thing, you would just say, just take a rest yeah, and make sure yeah. you're fit for Saturday. Look at a rest, go and do something. I go and do something, I do some uh, injury prevention stuff or whatever yeah, it may be, plenty of stretching well, and stuff. But I think that's, that's the role of a manager, aye, though, isn't it? Where it is. A manager can come in and go, actually, wait a second here. I know. Did David get a lot of coaching? David did quite a bit, to be fair, aye. Well, I to be I fair. Well, he's a good guy, isn't he? Aye. David was good, I like David. Uh, the manager would take the odd thing. Oh, uh, Lee Jones was, he was head coach, wasn't he? He would take the odd thing. Jamie McAllister would take probably more, and then David Gray would take some as well. So we did have, a, we did have quite a lot of coaches, and then you'd add them on as well. How was Jamie McAllister? Add them on session. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> He's crossing the finishing session. <laughs> How was Jamie McAllister as a coach? 
Mark is a good coach, do you? Uh, just curious. I'm playing. I played with him in a couple of Scotland twenty one games. He's got his he's got his pro license, isn't he, Mark? So I think he's got aspirations of something bigger. Being a manager at Aye. some point himself. Do you know tell me for Lee Johnson delivering it Sunderland to a coaching life? Aye, I know where you're going with us. No, exactly where you're going with us. Uh, so you never done as much as nah, he did at he Sunderland? Did, he, did, he did a lot, he was um, a lot more hands on at, at Sunderland. Was he good at Sunderland coaching wise? Coaching wise, I thought I thought he was. Yeah. yeah look, he has his he has his detractors as well, of course. People that don't listen, you're always going to get unhappy players, but at Sunderland he definitely did a lot more coaching. At Hibs, I, that was one of the, the things that that I that I said to him and I I was like, you don't do as much coaching now, and it's not like your manager, your head coach. Like your job is to coach the team, and we've just lost ten games out of twelve. It's not really there's something that you're not doing properly, or you're not doing enough of. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, then we'd end up going like I think when I was fit, we went six, seven games unbeaten, shot back up to third or fourth on the table. Well, uh, ultimately, it's not a, it's not me sitting here bashing Lee Johnson yeah. and saying he should have done this, should have done that. Listen, but at the end of the day, he's He's not the Hibs manager anymore for a reason. I don't know which reason that was. Probably results on the pitch there. That's not what decide things. But but, but, but see, have you been totally honest? Was a group of was a group of players good enough to get better results? Do you, do you uh -huh. feel you do think that? Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I think, think there's a, I think there's a, I think there was a ceiling for for the team because anybody that's playing at Hibs or Hearts or Aberdeen aren't good enough for the old firm. I think that's that's normal to say that. And we're all, we're all at Hibs for a reason, where you had certain players who had loads of qualities, but loads of deficiencies as well. Myself, I was at Hibs because I'm 37, because I'm not good enough for Celtic anymore. But I think if you we, if you look at the season, we were very, very, very inconsistent. And we were still what, a game, what, mm -hmm. one result away from beating Hearts to yeah. finish above them. Yep. After Hearts having a, quite a strong season. So I think we went 10 games out of 12, like I said. Uh, we lost 10 out of 12 we lost and we still managed to finish 5th yeah. and could have finished 3rd so I think you could have got more of that team yeah mm. that's strange isn't it why, <clears throat> why be sort of mere hands on coaching wise at Sunderland but no maybe he thought that's why he never done what he wanted to do at Sunderland until that he was too much involved he was doing yeah. too no, much and he felt there's, like there's, aye, there's aye, loads of different reasons exactly. for that aye, I, mean, I, think, I think maybe he was thinking oh, I maybe want a bit, bit more best. of a, a sporting director role almost as a, a bit more I'll be a coach, a manager, manager, and I can let my coaches coach. Yeah, maybe. I don't think he's done it to f in, in a bad way. Do you know what I no, mean? No, no, no. But you just, you just wonder. But like, you, you think maybe, as you said, if you are struggling or you're not winning games, you're conceding goals or whatever. You think, do you know what? I'm you're going the guy. I'm going to get my message. I'm going to go and do this. Well, was that suddenly he got sacked because the game results weren't there good enough? So maybe when he's got the next job at Hibs, he's just thought, you know what, I'm going to be Aye. as hands-on because Aye, maybe what I was doing, hands-on wasn't working. I need to convert back to maybe letting somebody else do it and I'll manage from from the side and if I feel I need to change things, that's what he did. But he, he actually did all right at Sunderland to a point and then there was a spell just yeah. after Christmas time to beat Sheffield Wednesday, I think 5-0. And then after that, it just totally capitulated. Mm. They went like something like near the second, second or third in the league. And then the results just were horrendous after that. That, that was that, like I, I think that was the, the the problem was we were very very expansive at Sunderland. Yep. But we could so we could win five 0 against yep. Sheffield Wednesday. But you could also. But then we could also uh, lose five or six 0 away to Rotherham or aye. away to Bolton. And I just think there was that middle ground needed. And to be fair, Alex Neil came in and he didn't really do anything too complicated no. apart from just make us harder to beat. Because he got up the stats in his first day and it was like we were top for like shots faced, shots against. Uh, goals conceded, goals conceded from set pieces, and he was like, "How can you, how can you get promoted by stats like that?" Yeah. 
And all he did was really just make us a bit more defensive and ultimately get promoted by, by it, doing that. Does Alex, uh, does Alex um, come in and say, didn't care what you've done in the past, you're doing it my way, you're at the fucking door, I've heard that. Uh, no, I, no, I never said that. I never said that. But it can, no, what, what he actually said was it was... Uh, I think he said it was, it was, actually, quite it was actually quite refreshing in a way because obviously now, uh, now most managers and, and sport directors are all about culture and philosophy and identity and yeah, buy-in yeah. and managing up and managing down. He, he just, I think it was one of his first meetings that meeting, he was like, philosophy? I'm fed up hearing this word philosophy. <laughs> my my philosophy is winning games of football. Simple as that. <laughs> I love that. Try my best to win games of football. I fucking love and that. And I was like, He's like, you're actually right, mate. You're actually right. I yeah. fucking love that. You're actually I'm right. sick of philosophy. It was something like that. One of those phrases on <laughs> yeah, his first day. Yeah, and I was I'm... like, most other managers come in and go, oh, I'm about philosophy and bringing through young players and being expansive and stuff. And he was like, philosophy? Nah. Philosophy? Win games of football? Football, uh, Which is true. Which is true. It's the best philosophy ever. Ross Stewart. I think it's time for Kev to get a Sunderland bit. Because you thought, you you actually thought Ross Stewart was honking, but he just got a move to... I didn't like the way he spoke about it. I never said the words. These two fucking tracks, right? You were a fan of him, though. I was a fan of him because obviously I went down that season where he did get promoted and went to Wembley and stuff and he was probably the difference that I think helped him get promoted. Because they had that... No, he was. He was. Big, big... He's not a target man. Big centre forward who could score goals and that's very difficult. He's a bit of a hybrid. He is a target man but he can also run and he can also finish and he... See the season like that season League One. See if he'd actually his finishing was a little bit better and a little bit more. Be the technical director. If he's a technical manager, take him under his wing. Nah. <laughs> no, I think Ross knows us himself. Like it, he probably missed a lot of chances right. as well. So see if his his finishing was slightly more, slightly more polished. He could have ended up with 40, 50 goals that season. Wow. But on, well, honestly, could have. on this move to Southampton, I'm, I'm obviously disappointed because. Is, Sun, is, Sun, is Southampton a bigger club than Sunderland? Oh, fuck. No, it's not about Sunderland, no. No, no chance. Southampton's not. So for me, that's a state. But I, I get that Southampton's just come down. Southampton, possibly Southampton have, will be paying them more money. Possibly, and Southampton will have the, the, the remit of we're going straight back. Aye. Up. Aye. So they have that. That's what I was going to say. They have that pa parachute payment of money that they're going to try and use to go straight back up in one go. Will that happen? Potentially, but then fucking 24 hours later, Sunderland Hammer, Southampton final. Right, no. I know. Right? Good movie, Obviously, man. Ross isn't playing in that team, so had he been playing, it might have been a different situation. But you need He's went there for he's went there he's went there purely for money. Five one. So I'm not, I don't know him. I don't know him personally. I've never spoke to him. But for me, he's went there for money. Oh, he's what I would. Fuck, let's be honest. Okay, right, would, would I have done the same? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Is Sunderland is Sunderland a real hard club to play for? Like as in the pressure maybe like Celtic. No, no, as much as that. But as a no, fan, listen, maybe similar to Celtic. I would say it's hard. It's hard. Aye, uh, similar to Celtic in a way. Well, well, especially when when I was there, we get relegated in the championship, and the exact same thing though. Aye. When I signed, it was like we're going straight back up, and we didn't. We get relegated, and then see when you had, see when you had us in League One, and you're expected to absolutely piss League One, and we'd lose a game or be drawn at home at Blackpool, and the fans are going absolutely mental for good reason. Why? Because yeah. two seasons before that, you've been in the Premier League for twelve mm -hmm. seasons, thirteen seasons. Uh, as, uh, it takes a certain type of player to be able to play for Sunderland, it's I think, a, as well. I you have to have a the, good mentality. The ten years I was there, Mick McCarthy used to ask, what, 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 "What's the problem? Like, why are we struggling?" And, I think a couple of players just say, it's just this place, like, once they get on your backs, some players fucking rise up to it. And that was in the Premier League? And some players fucking fold to it, because they are honestly passionate as... Very passionate. Oh, you Clyde a wee bit, didn't you? I am there. And uh, <laughs> but it's, a, it's, a, it's a massive club, and the problem you have with Sunderland now, and it's always been the case, your greatest rivals, when they're down, Sunderland's usually up, and when New Newcastle oh. now have been taken over by... 
the Saudi yeah, government oh, yeah. stuff and there's obviously excess amounts of money they're sitting in championship thinking God will we ever get back to no, I think, I think Sunderland are do, obviously that was one of the reasons as well I, I, I seen the writing on the wall starting to sign younger players that they can right. develop on sell on Ross Stewart is in that bracket right. bought Ross Stewart for what a few hundred grand maybe it might even have been a few wasn't it that yeah. much it was, it, it was definitely because he came in January and when he first signed we were like not sure seems a bit got like bit, bit raw bit raw bit, bit gangly with his touch and stuff <coughs> like that his finishing's a wee bit scruffy but after that he, be, he developed and became really good sells for 10 million so the club go there we go so they're, 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 they're taking a bit of time to go down that model of Brighton, Brentford these things don't happen overnight but next, the, the problem Jack, is you, up Jack Clark will be the next one but Jack Clark, Jack he's already had his big move in, he went to Tottenham, didn't he? But Jack really Clark did it? cost though. <coughs> no, he, they bought him in for a few Jack quid. Jack Clark didn't, didn't cost a million, he cost six or seven million. Right. And he was already at Spurs, but yeah. Jack Clark will go though, right. at some point, I think probably. Unless Sunderland can can get back to the Premier League. You keep tweeting about Paddy Roberts back to Celtic, didn't you? Obsessed. No, I don't know if I'd take you, man, back. No. Just cause somebody just knocked back six million for him, did they not? Sunderland did. Uh, for Paddy Roberts. No, do you know that from who? Do you know can't remember who it was, maybe no, it was definitely a bit closer at the end of the window. I think you're thinking of Jack Clark, no? No, oh. Patrick Roberts, oh, mate, Patrick seen Roberts it. For uh, six million, Six million quid, I'm I mean, sure it was, back. I could be wrong, but I'm sure I've seen it. But no, listen, I did his time at Celtic, but I don't know, I, I thought he'd have maybe went... Is he, he's doing well at Sunderland, though, isn't he? Who? Paddy Roberts. Diallo, uh, ah. Diallo kind of was better, I thought. Uh, was, do you think that's strange? Diallo was, was rotten. Diallo was, was, was good last season. Right? He scored incredible. about 10 or 11 goals in the Champions League. He's asked for Rangers, could he? I couldn't understand how I was watching that same player that was at Rangers compared to Sunderland. I don't know if that was the, the way Sunderland played compared to what Rangers played, but I don't think Rangers utilised his because he was... I, I, I think, think he was given a bit of a free roll at Sunderland though, wasn't he? Oh. Where he, he was played out on the right did they, play, did they play in the 10, but he drifted out on the right and him yeah, and Patrick Roberts right. used to link out. The two of them would play the one twos. The two of them would play on the right hand side together and play one twos. Deeks and Tommy Gravis in the reserves, they just passed the ball each other. And I am fucking touch. I was Deeks just shot. Good. Aye, good. Shooting, he'd shot for everyone. Shot for everyone. Deeks playing the Masters last night. Aye, for Smoking balls everywhere. Smashing them absolutely. His boy. Deeks was a young boy, I think he's in at Motherwell 14s. Is he, he went for Stenny at Motherwell? I think he's, well, he's in still, I don't know if he's still with Stenny, he might be, he's still with Stenny, but he plays Motherwell as well. His boy's got some fucking shots. Oh, he's shots in Kedder, he's just like Deeks. Mate, he's fucking he a hammer Oh time. my god, uh -huh. what a strike he's got on him. See, see Sunderland, did you, were you getting a wee bit pissed off with the cameras being there? Oh or? no, everybody was, everybody was, aye, everybody was. The second season, uh, Jack Ross tried to get it binned, he tried to get it patched, but the owners, the owners had already signed off on it. Uh, money, but after yeah. the first season, we didn't know what was being put in it. We, we had no clue what was being put in it. And I, I phoned the, the guy, it was a media company, I think it's Fullwell. I think I phoned him and I said, so we're going to see it. He went, that's it, it's on, it's, uh, starts on Netflix on Thursday. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. You need to show the, you need to show the players some of the episodes because we do not know what's in this. By the way, you've got cameras everywhere in the changing room, the, 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 the training ground in the stadium. There's a lot of things that get spoken about that shouldn't be that shouldn't see the light of day. He was like, right, okay, I'll show you the first episode. And he showed us the first episode. And straight away we were like, it's fine, but you can see the way that they put bits in that had happened Aye. way Aye. later on. And then they put it in for effect. Like, right, uh, like the one of Martin Bain slamming the door, saying Jack Rodwell's just refused to leave. That, that was because uh, Chris Martin decided to sign for Hull over Sunderland on the last day of the window. Like, do we, Jack Rodwell? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you just, we've seen that, we were like, oh, 
this is going to be you can just let them go same thing happened just me, me and you are actually really good coaches that yeah, yeah. brilliant brilliant did you just not edit it yourselves I <laughs> <laughs> uh, could Ross Stewart play for Scotland um, yeah, I've not seen a lot better than Dykes Bye. Think? I, I'm putting out there. See the thing is, by the way, you actually don't realise how quick he is either. Right. He used to put up front for us in his own quite a lot. Or he'd be he'd be up front and there'd be maybe a, a number ten behind him or another striker. But he would chase balls down the channel that were like hopeless balls and think he's never getting end this. And he would just fly past the defender and manage to get on the end of like hopeless balls. Absolutely brilliant for us. Yeah. Like really, really quick, oh, really good nail, so. good finisher. Yeah, and just by the way, he doesn't even he doesn't even keep it like doesn't make it complicated. Ball comes into him, you know, you, a striker starts to get a bit of confidence, holds the ball up, tries to hold somebody off, tries to roll him, nah, control the ball, pass it out wide, get in the box. Centre forwards, please listen to what he's just said, please. I know there's a couple of centre forwards talking about that lone league that kind of do the basics. Uh, really I, mean, Harry, I mean, Harry came last night for England, he's playing way back. Sir. Right. Coming too deep. No, a, way deep a way deep and you're thinking, right. just on up front. I, I think that's the, the, the thing with Ross Stewart is, at some point, somewhere along his career from Ross County to get in the summer, somebody's told him, this is your things, big man. Mm -hmm. Let's work on them. And he's not changed. And, and, and he's not changed. He's just doing the simple things. Like you say, get it up, hold it off, and be effective. But also what I think is good for... The, I think, wait, is he 6'3", 6'2", 6'3"? Yeah, maybe 6'3", 6'4", Ross. He plays on the shoulder quite a lot. And yeah. there's been times where he's been through one-on-one, -on -one and, and he's decent, to be fair. But I just I think he's... Like, I could not believe the change in that player at Ross County to the player that's scoring goals to take someone up into the championship. Yeah, I played against him at Albion Rovers, mate, before he went to Ross County. Oof. Albion Rovers. Nice. Have you? Uh, Ross Stewart, I played against him at Albion Rovers, mate. And they... Wow. Incredible, isn't it? There's argument for just having that stage and that platform as well and grabbing opportunity. Yeah, uh, definitely. Which he's done. Uh, Charlie McGrew retired last week. What a career he ended up having. Uh, I'm going to announce my retirement today. Mm-hmm. What would you make of people announcing the retirements? You're not having the announcing the retirement? I'm going to announce mine now. I'm just preparing the statement just now. But I, we'll go I, I, I'm uh, Are you still playing though? I'm not a big fan of it. I just... Would you just go in peace? Waltz into the moonlight and just <laughs> fucking enjoy yourself. <laughs> what uh, a career he had though. Great I, career. I, I said on the Coombe show, like, not being disrespectful, but like, Charlie is a 16, he used to say himself, he used to follow the ball the time. Uh, the career oh, he's had been... Charlie, Charlie he, always was a, he always had ability, aye. didn't he? Well, Charlie but, was the one that went the other direction. For Lee Naylor to come to Celtic, wasn't he? That's right. So well. Lee Naylor came with some money, and then Charlie went the other way, and then he found his way back. I think that rejection, like you said about Rostro, that rejection was done Charlie the world a good dinner. Start to toughen them up. Toughen them up. I mentally tough resilience. And even then, even then, going the other way to Wolves, and it didn't. It, I don't think he played many games for Wolves. And went on to Southend. Went on to Southend for Wolves. And then went to Aberdeen. Aye. And then to perform at Aberdeen to a level to be signed by Celtic, and then to go and have a really good Celtic career and then once that came to a, a point go to Blackburn and Blackburn fans absolutely oh, they, adore them, yeah. by the way. Mm. they say they've never seen a centre half score so many goals oh, yeah. I know. and and then obviously then after that you've come out of the twilight era of your career and he's obviously been to the United and stuff and nah he's had a really well, good, really, really, really good but football career you're saying he shouldn't have announced his retirement no well, I, like, I, I'm, not that, I'm not that I'm not that person that big isn't it obviously when you, what, I'm, are I'm, you I'm, uh, are you wanting to stick a highlight no, reel up on Instagram no, of three not, million step not, overs and a fucking not, 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 re not really but I just I put the phone 90 well minutes and then see my line game up and just say that's me done fuck 
Not, not really, but done I think everybody's different. Say Charlie might have done it for a wee bit of closure as well. Well, he's probably getting people asking him every day. What's, what's happening? What's aye, happening? So that and it's officially aye. go, by the way, that's me retired, so at least she's all know now. Or it's maybe he's, I'm oh, retired now, so by the way, there's, I'm now wanting to maybe do something else. He's had a great career to, 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 to announce a, a worthy retirement where mm -hmm. there's, when I fucking retired, I couldn't give a shit whether I retired or not. So I just fucking... We still get people asking if you've retired. I've no officially announced that I'm 42. I think you should have. <laughs> I, 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 I might actually get a wee highlights reel up and just it'll take the X seconds or something. And they just announce the retirement and say that's me officially. Uh, I, I understand why he done it as well. I understand why he done it. I just thought put, put myself in that situation. It's also nice. Goes, it's also nice you for um, maybe your fellow pros. Because I mean, if you've had a long career, then you go, it's a end of a massive chapter of your life, isn't it? It's also nice for your fellow pros to acknowledge you on like these platforms and stuff and say, well done, great to play with big man and stuff like that. And but there is guys that could have just texted them saying, yeah, there is. There's definitely that as well, where it's, it's like, cheers big man, you've an amazing career you had, but if you've got his number, just text him. Just text him, same You don't need to put it on social media so that everybody can see. You can just text Charlie and say, well done, mate. It's merely you guys, I think you've got to worry about. Definitely. I was actually going to text Charlie when I seen it and I thought, nah, I don't want to be that guy because he's probably getting 150 messages like that. Aye. I'll speak to him at some point and be like, you see him? Aye. See Fletch, I thought Fletch was going to sign for Wrexham, so I'm just delighted he's got something a bit closer at home. Aye, because he was desperate. He's on here saying, never signed for Dunyet, yeah, watch. Why to be closer at home? Fletch is a hero that he will not get back. 600 miles down to Wrexham. What did he say? He wanted to be closer at home. Why did you say Dunyet? He's like, just the travel and that, mate. I've always said that. So he went to Wrexham. He went to Wrexham. I and honestly love Fletch. He'll be treated really well there. He's under a really, really good manager, Phil Parkinson. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> he loves him. He'll, he'll be absolutely brilliant for Fletch there. He will actually be good for him. Because it's long bomb, mate. Yeah, so he'll be like, Fletch, stay, stay up front, mate. Look at the fucking leather is up to your up there, battering rams. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Fletch will be brilliant for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is incredible. Oh. What about memories coming through with Charlie? Use well. Oh, yeah, yeah it, I feel like I'm slotting of you, but I love it a bit. But when we were younger, no beard, terrible haircut, wasn't it a handsome guy? Was he no? No, no. Do you think? Uh, no, like, you can picture him without the beard and that, can't you? And I remember he used to, like, I mean, I said it to him one time when he went mental. He's got big ears, isn't he? But he hides them quite well. Uh -huh. And I said to him, mate, size your ears. He's like, what? You talking to me? Like, you're fuming about it. But we were about 13 or 14 at the time. I actually remember Charlie from like 12, 13s, and he was quite tall but quite slim wasn't he yeah unassuming but then got to the age of 15 16 and he was actually one of the better players that had actually he was the one one of the ones along with myself and say Rocco Midge who was actually getting pushed on oh yeah he me him and Reedy played that first year for the youth team every single week when two years before you've been like that nah, there's a good chance Charlie might have got released I think yeah. he probably said that as yeah, well yeah he said that huh? he has done I yeah uh, so I think but always I been uh, Are you want a funny story? Is that a no, funny but story? As a guy, he's just a great guy, isn't he? Good, really good storyteller, isn't he? Uh -huh. what, 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 what have you heard of? VAT, mate, getting added on it as well. What is that? VAT. Oh, he's adding all sorts of things. He was from the dressing room, even when he was younger. Was no, even in the dressing room, but see, when you, I always felt when you were one to one to Charlie, it was always, you'd always want a pure hang on his every word. I would say more one to one than in a, would you say he was big in a group? Yeah. I would say in a group. As he got older, I would one say. One-liners, uh, uh, As he got older, I. I think all the people they've had on this show, I think he's probably the one that tells a story the best. Uh, like, funny. What are you saying, next, next career move for Charlie then? 
speakers. After dinner speakers. After dinner. I think he's got to do coaching, Tony. Yeah, he's 100% want to be a coach. Well, like you, you never, yeah. you, you always get him the same way, mate. Yeah, we, have, we end up having, like, I was speaking to him the other day, actually, before he retired, and we were talking about tactics and stuff, and I was, like, saying some of the things about football, and he's voiced on me back, and the two of us are on the exact same page. Yeah. And we're, like, going, like, laughing about stuff that you see in football. So, like, he's definitely got that coaching head on. Yeah, did you try to get him there? Uh, but to be fair, the, uh, Graham Matthew asked about him and I remember speaking to Charlie about a month ago and at that point he was like, I'm not sure if I really want to, I've got the desire to actually carry on anymore, which I understand as well. He was like, actually just want to get coaching and I've got a right, I've got a fixed way of playing in my head and I want to try it Yeah. and I want to see if it works. I've got really, really strong views on football and how it should be played. And I was like, well, you're definitely sound like you want to coach then. Yeah, I think he was there well. Well, the funny, funny stories. Uh, right. He was always, he was, he, he always wind him. He was, he was good for a wind up, wasn't he? Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I've probably heard them all in this, this show yeah. already. He's probably told half of them already. My favourite story ever that Danny Graham told was the Yankee Bravo. Oh, when he told me that, that I was standard. in fucking tears. Oh, that just reminded me of another one that he told me, but it wasn't. It's not really his story, but it's Charlie telling it, and it was like, is it Grant Brebner? Grant Brebner was at Dundee United. Yeah, yeah, Charlie went right, on loan, and. Uh, he was at Man United as a kid and when Charlie went there they had a young boy who was like the third choice goalie and Grant Brebner's like the young lad mate Peter Schmeichel used to do this every day in training grab a Swiss ball and kick it off the wall and save it Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> just winding the boy up and Charlie said he's walked into shore and the boy's in the boy's in the shore back a Swiss ball off and try to save it <laughs> but it was Char see when Charlie's telling it Tell when uh, Charlie's telling it you think it's his story oh brilliant man that isn't even a Charlie story that's just uh, when Charlie told me so that's it. a second hand story brilliant man Good. it's the uh, same kind of thing uh, so Charlie's probably taking the Grant Bebner one and he's ran me a wee bit and uh, changed it yeah and he's passing he's, he's, he's done it himself hasn't he well, man. See, just before I mean, I, do I keep talking? Do you think Charlie would be better going into like a youth team to learn? Aye. Take a youth team or take a first team to coach? Or if he goes into a first team to coach, mate, he's coaching on based on what somebody else. What the wants. manager so it need to be the right. So you're not really coaching way. your beliefs or what you want. So then, you believe it, unless right. he gets a manager who goes like that, go and coach however you want. To unless unless coach. he gets a manager who is totally aligned with how he thinks. Mm. Thanks, yeah. See, see, like so, like obviously good into like uh, maybe say like uh, a Celtic Rangers or whatever 16s 18s good group of kids to work with mm -hmm. because obviously they're at that age of naivety making them learn and change but if the first team manager wants you to play a certain way down mm -hmm. through the ranks how does charlie get into something like that and play the way he wants to because usually predominantly these clubs they want you to play a certain way no well, yeah. I, I think i think that's the Whereas that, that, that was one of the issues not that one of the issues but i think that's what it's celtic postacoglu wanted all all the, the reserves of the b team and the youth team ought to play the same way yep. that he did. And I think sometimes that can under, if you've got coaches that have got their own ideas, it's, it can be quite hard then to change, can't it? Yeah. And be flexible. So, I'd, like you said, that's the problem. Is that cool? I, I think it would be quite hard. To have somebody telling you exactly. But you've got to still coach individuals and make individuals better. I know in, in terms of, you can still put on good tactical training sessions that help the players individually. But you've got when to coach, but you've start, got to play a certain formation and a certain yeah. style of football. That's obviously going to be different. If you're losing two or three now in a game and you've got to find solutions, it's, it's quite good for you as well to be able to do that and go, yeah. well, I need to find solutions within this formation, Again, but without changing it. I would which, imagine. Which, but Postico Coggle did do that at times, didn't uh -huh. he? There's times where he go to it front with Jim mm -hmm. and Kyogo. I think he was into a 16s and 18s and obviously just explains that like, 
I'm happy to go with what he's want to do, yeah, but at some yeah. point, if things mm-hmm. aren't working out, can I try something different? Maybe what Charlie's waiting on. I it's up to Charlie because football limited op- op- uh, options, and there's always that Scottish football is quite difficult sometimes. We, wa- we watched him coach, didn't he? Done that big draw, the draw where everyone's in a line down there. Just went to two of them, and, and, them. <laughs> and with one ball in it. Obviously, one good. ball. One ball, pass, <laughs> shoot, 15 set. players standing in a line. <laughs> Aye. He's obsessed with that one, isn't he? Volleys. Hey, would you make you mean a light off? Right? Just say right or left. <laughs> Just say right. Just say right or left. Hey, would you make it the current Celtic under Brendan Rodgers so uh, far? It's also it's it's been it's been a, a bit of a difficult start, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's been a difficult start for the manager. Uh, I think you've, you've you've got the hangover effect a bit as well. With a lot yeah, of fans uh, from from last season used to a different way of playing and. And then you have a lot of fans as well who who are just waiting for that Kilmarnock defeat or you know a bad result to jump on the bandwagon of disliking him for for leaving the first time. Mm-hmm. So, I think if the Rangers game last week, I think it was Celtic were by far the better team. Yeah, by far the better team. So you must have you'd have loved to have played in a, that Postecoglou team tonight. I would, I would have, I would have liked to have played in that team. I, but everything's about getting the ball forward <sighs> as quick as possible, and not as quick as possible. Yeah, it's, you've not got as Paul Hartley's pass at the fullback, have you? No, it's no. Sorry, everyone's going there. Uh, aye, I'd have loved to because it was that just fullbacks roll in, and if you if you can go straight it? past to the winger, and the wingers one v one the final third. See, I always think that again, not to be up your ass, but they certainly played at the time just. Used to frustrate, never got the best of and a, a left winger and a four four two chasing full backs back to the pitch. Modern day under understra- understracking you had to chase, but uh-huh. that's the way when you get talking about coaching and stuff, the way I'd like to play is I would I would play like a four three three. Have one of my one of my wingers, an out and out winger and one a ten as a straight yeah. a ten or a kind of half winger, a hybrid of both and a striker. But I wouldn't be like wanting my three or my two that play out wide to be chasing back yeah. and stand at right back I'd be like see the midfielders or the two or three in there this is your job so see when they've not ran back you go with that yeah. you go with the full back you get out there the guys Barry and James McCarthy used to do it forever Never. they were kind of almost told the front four the front five they attack and see when the ball goes out to the left or the right and the other team are on transition and yeah. attacking us that's your job to get yeah. out there and that was all they done get the ball kept it simple but just Done, done that for Martinez, and it worked yeah. brilliantly first season anyway. Do you know those see, see Rogers? We I mean gets a lot of credit for the Rangers game, and rightly so. But the the, the two key things we actually mentioned it for two weeks: Kyogo stay stay higher on the last line, and McGregor plays uh, and on his own as a setter. And that's what he done with Rangers and Kyogo. I mean, every chance that's what he said he should be a manager. <laughs> I don't really know about that, but I just think that everything we did, I mean, what we were spouting out was we get sometimes a wee bit slander for talking nonsense in this show but clearly we know our stuff because every chance Celtic like, got that day was Kyogo playing the last line so but we need to say Celtic like, if you are going to hire us then a camera crew needs to come as well we need a camera crew from every single <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> that we can have a wee impact in the edit can't we <laughs> Champions League group he didn't he wasn't here though when I covered it best all. of uh, best of what they could possibly hope for you think aye definitely Saying that, I was here actually. I was talking about because we're talking about Lazio and Lazio obviously beat Napoli last week 2 1 away from home. So potentially Lazio, who would sell it with I just think at home that's where Celtic need to try and gather points because away, away from in Europe to Madrid, Napoli, and Feyenoord, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's champions. That's tough. That's tough. I think it's uh, pretty much anywhere Celtic have been in, in away form Aye, in, away in the Champions League in the last 20 years. Did you win the Champions League? 
Were you playing no, this Spartak Moscow? No, game? but funnily enough, though, I never won a Champions League game away from home for Celtic, and Celtic hadn't won one away from home. But the first game I played in for Spartak, <laughs> they beat us. Is that Hartley? Is he coaching? No, no, that was it. Big Samurai scored ahead. Oh, Samurai scored ahead. I was playing that game, I. Celtic's first ever away win in the Champions League, I was playing for our team. Hey, some would say clever though, eh? Uh, <laughs> I yeah, should be getting thanked. I've got a quick beast that night. I've got a, what, a quick fire round for him. Just what? before we go, because we might not get him on again so for a while. Uh, so, any questions, just quick fire you want to ask him, we'll ask him. Uh, favourite Celtic game? Uh, Let's say favourite domestic Celtic game and then favourite European in, game. What, like, that you played in? Yeah, yeah, you played in. Uh, favourite Celtic game? Celtic Shakhtar 2-1 last minute just oh, not, not, like, not the game but just the, that, that moment and that atmosphere was just amazing can't believe you went call it the IC Milan game oh, a few of them though <laughs> what age were you the IC Milan game best, best personal like, as in favourite personal uh -huh. game uh, at Benfica at home Benfica at home I scored but I just remember that game just felt like I could do I remember you know, those games, you just feel that you can do anything. Yeah. You're a ball boy that game, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> these boots. I was only 21, so I was 19. <laughs> 23, I was 24. <laughs> Best teammate you've played with, as in a relationship you had with them on the pitch. Good. Uh, right, that's a good one. Who's uh, yours? You used to always got on well with Nails, Leonella. Had a really good relationship right? with Leonella at Celtic. Mm -hmm. Even though fans will have their own ideas on Leonella and what they thought of him. As his a first year he was incredible. His first year he was yeah. up for player of the year, but uh, just me and him worked really well because whenever I made a run, you know, you have you, you, you form partnerships with your fullback, don't you? And they get to understand which runs you make when you come inside. But Neil's kind of after about two or three months, he kind of knew exactly what I was what I was going to do. I'd come in, you know, go to come in shop for the ball, and Neil's would know I don't want it, and I'd just spin him behind. Neil's would just put it right down the side for me. Or I'd come inside and he was always, first thing is, best fullback, best fullbacks I think to play with for a winger, get the ball, open up, find, find your winger, yeah, that's mm -hmm. it, then support them. Don't try and overcomplicate it and try and be in a modern day overlapping fullback and an no. underlapping fullback, just do, do, do the basics it. right and then see after that and defend well. Which I thought Nails could do as well. Fullback, just take Frons and pass the ball. I hated that. it. I just quit. I'd be a fullback when they when they passed and overlap you. You're taking another man with me. Leave the space for me. That was one thing Nails used to do really well. He'd always be like, "Listen, if I see you one v one in the last third, yeah. he said, last thing I'm doing is doing an overlap and bringing another player back there." He said, "I'll leave so, you." Good. And I'll be quick fire. Uh, best opposition player where you've just been in awe. Messi. Messi. Yeah. Standard. Messi. Right, forget Nails because we need somebody with a bit more talent than <laughs> Best, best player you played with? Best player I've played with? Uh, for a short time, I'd probably say Larson. Oh yeah, that was his debut. That was my debut. Was my debut and then, castle, then, then, I, then I, did, I did start the following week as well. I set up a goal for him. Following yeah, week. He's debut. Just saying to you after the game, your, your debut when you like, when no, you back he to just, I think he just said like, well done, really congratulations, know. nothing over the top. but He done that. Double touch on his debut, do you remember it? Isn't the corner of Tyne Castle back double touch? touch. No, you were all watching it. Was it. The old it was a flip flat. Was it a flip flat? Was on, uh, was on Andy Webster. Were you no nervous when you went on? No, I started. Cheers anyway, if you remember. No, that it was the game you said Tyne Castle, you came on. It started. That was research, bro. What, you started? Aye. Uh, up front in the last thing. Were you nervous? Tell the story about when Martin here just names 11 players and you said to Steve Wolford. I watched, that's what he done. He just, he just named the team, so I had no clue I was playing. Because Martin was good that way, like, I mean, that is properly keeping you on your toes, eh? Yeah. 
I just turned up to the game as if I was sitting there, like I'd be in the stand again. And he just named the team when I was in it, and I was like, what? Just read my name out there. And then Stevie Wolfe goes through the set pieces, and I was like, Stevie, like, where am I? Am I playing up front, by the way? Like, he went, right, Sam, listen up. I'm going to say it once. <laughs> listen up. Playing up front with Henrik. You're playing up front with Henrik. And I was like, I'm up front with Henrik Larson. He's like, yeah, just don't even do any training. Just like, play 10, go out wide, whatever. Just, but just That's make sure you make sure you know what you're doing. What age were you? I just turned 18. Magic. So I was kind of playing up front, which was weird. So I do remember like making. Runs I always thought you were better up, up through the middle. I played, I played, off, I played up front. Nine. I played up front in the resies and I played up front in the youth team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. striker kind of false nine, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. What about best uh, roommate? Uh, Nearly midnight. <laughs> We keep you, Kev, are we? Kev, you'll stay, you can't see this if you want to hear it. That's right. Best teammate. Uh, roommate. 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 Uh, the room with the same person. I probably have to go. Have we roomed together before? I think we have, um, I used to always room with Caddy, didn't you? Cad oh, Caddy was my roommate. Was he? You used to room with Paddy. Paddy, uh huh. He'd yeah. always get a club sandwich, mate. <laughs> Loved a club I, sandwich. Uh, no, no, uh, probably does. It's probably with Daz for the longest. I was with Daz at Celtic, then with Ireland. I was with Daz. I was Daz's roommate for a long time. Uh, looked after him a good few times as well. Change man now. That is a change man now. Change man now. Scariest team talk you've ever seen at half time or after a game. Good one. Angriest manager. Angriest manager. Striking probably. Seen a couple with Martin O'Neill, but people wouldn't ever go back at Martin O'Neill. Striking people would have a go back and then striking would get even more annoyed, wouldn't they? And then become personal. And Other they... than you, who else would have oh, a go me? back? <laughs> <laughs> who else would have a go back? Yeah. To be fair, no many would have a go back. Big like Hessink he... used to like Big Hessink used to get it. Gaz Colwell used to get it. Naka used to get it. But Naka didn't get it to his face. His interpreter got it, didn't he? Uh -huh. You tell him. <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> Naka's sitting there like. There's no way the interpreter was saying a word. Nah, uh, nah. He's like, I don't know what you're saying, this wee small ginger man here. <laughs> would Martin O'Neill know setting back? He would need to set in to Martin O'Neill ever back. I've seen, 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 seen one where, where Henrik and Martin O'Neill, I was working at Dundee United at the game. So you were working as a kid? Working as a kid and I was in the shower. Like me and Midge were in the shower and half time came and Henrik Larson's kicked the door in and him and Martin O'Neill started going for each other. And Martin was like, Henrik, just fucking hold the ball in properly. And Henrik, I'm like, he's talking to Henrik, I'm saying, I'm asking him. And then Midge, I'm like, that. and Clark, you know, Clarky, Clarky's like, that. <laughs> John Clark's like, that. <laughs> so we were sitting there, like, listen to this, man. And, and Martin, he was just like, going off him on Henrik Larson. And then Henrik's just like, oh, sh oh, fucking shut up. Shut up, you. And I was like, he's talking back to Martin, hey, man. This is incredible. Wow. John was like, but it was amazing. It's the first, first time I'd ever seen like that was the best like thing that. about working at the games. Uh, I've seen anything like that, like that mate. Aye. Wow, and you're not exposed to that as a 16 year old, are you? You're yeah. not supposed to like proper men arguing in a dressroom. Did Martin have a go ever got you? Oh, aye, aye. But as a kid, when you first, oh, oh, not, not when I was 16, when I was working at the game, no, when you first came into the first team, aye, bad, no, not bad, just not, nothing that stands out. But I 100% said I go to his eye. Any other questions? Best Irish team, best player in Ireland? That's like Robbie Keane. Right? Was Robbie Keane, would you, you say, say about that season, Damien Duff maybe, when he oh, was at Chelsea? Yeah. Damien Duff. Yeah. He's a, he, mate, we've had him on here, Damien Duff's a hero. That season at Chelsea, he was like, I was just getting an Ireland team and he was at Chelsea, him and one man robbing another. He was... Was he frightening, mate? Uh, he, was a, he was for that period, aye. 
He's doing well with that. Shelburne, isn't he? Shelburne, is it Shelburne? Is he's what a big gap. It's, it's weird though because Duffer was really, he was quite quite reserved and quite introverted as a player. But I don't know, I think I've seen him doing your podcast. He, he, he did the podcast, yeah, didn't he? He's good, he? he seems quite outspoken now. And he's obviously wanted to be a manager and he's a coach now. I just, I never had him down as a player is, is going down that route. I think that was better to do with an interview or an action. You bring that all the best ones. All the best ones bring the best Favourite manager, there's a good one. Because your career's probably uh, nearly like done now, so favourite manager you've what? had? What? Say that. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> career's nearly done. David Tedder, who's director you've had? No, favourite manager. Probably, we could make an argument for, say, Martin O'Neill, because he gave him a debut at Celtic and he had such a big influence on that time when I was at Celtic. But then, like, management style, the way, the way he dealt with all the players. But then, t- look, coaching-wise, you're one of your favourites, one of your favourites on here, uh, Unai Emery, I had. Did you mate? It was really good. Really what was really that? Good. Spartak. Spartak, aye. Spartak was so really good. Obviously, when I was done, but you didn't go too much out of like, how is what, What's so good about you know, Emery? Is it just sole focus on what you're doing or is it all position? Detail in what you were doing. So nowadays, it's normal to do shape and pressing triggers and how you're going to play with the ball, without the ball. We were doing that at Spartak like 11, 12 years ago and I hadn't seen it before. And was you it all about dominating the void, or was that was it was it more than just like obsessed with set pieces, of, video right. analysis, obsessed with all that sort of stuff, body fats a lot, but that was like a long time ago and I go, he was a bit of a pioneer, a bit a bit innovative, do you know what I mean, before his time. And I see he's had massive jobs. I know he's at Villa now, but it's PSG. Yeah. PSG manager, but yeah. massive, Arsenal. massive Arsenal. players, Arsenal, Villarreal, Sevilla won won your what, three or four Europa Leagues in a row. Yeah. He was he was really good. Three or four good evenings he's had, didn't he? Uh, Class. I could sit here all day asking him stuff like that. Well, there's no punishment when the camera's Before stopped. he goes, like, you've not asked him the electric chair question, which he's, he's never uh, answered, don't you? Favourite, your last meal ever. Start a main dessert. How do you know? I can't remember his, can you? Oh, mine was three, three fish suppers, was <laughs> it? Start a main dessert. Mine was a fillet steak. Fillet steak, yeah. Fillet steak for me. Like, Starter, I would have... Um, Do you ask me or Kev? Starter, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I like patty. Patty, yeah. Patty Klein. Uh, patty, patty with a wee bit of sourdough. Patty, patty, is, your, patty is your last meal? No, for, for a starter. That's sh- shocking, man. Patty. You can't Brussels eat patty. Caramelised onions. I know you can have what you want. And then uh, the affiliate steak where uh, I would like rooted vegetables like some parsnips, carrots, uh, onions, all kind of rooted eye there. And then I and then uh, I would go for <laughs> sticky toffee pudding. They chips mm. and mash, just rooted vegetables and steak. Root vegetables and steak. Paper cold Maybe maybe mash. Some chips, triple Some kit. nice uh, beer battered chips, aye. Oh, nice, aye. Uh-huh. Aye. What about you? Oh, it was, uh, that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Just when you're ready. Oh. Yeah. Uh, pie. No, I think. That's a weird one, isn't it? Pie. Pie, pie. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I think it's nice, but it's not something I go for from last meal. I don't know. I'd probably go for like, a burger or something like that. Would you, aye? Aye. Che- what, a bit of bacon cheeseburger? Cheeseburger. Fries. Eh. Uh, Starter, man. Starter. Who's King your starter? Something like that. Mm. I said, if I can go me for party, he's went for fucking King Prawn Tempura. I always call it that. I know, but more, like, quite, quite a lot of time you phone a Chinese, wouldn't you? You'd actually get t- King Prawn, like, or salt and chili King Prawns. 
Not many people would have farted, would they? <laughs> the Chinese know, I don't you get farted. <laughs> you're sitting in the fucking desk, Ben. Chinese anyway. <laughs> Take the fucking Chinese comes, you fucking did. But you can have anything you want, but. So no, no, that's what, I, that's what I like. I don't want it, eh? Always causes arguments, doesn't it? Does always cause fights. That's a good question, though. That's a good question. That's a great question. Who's the worst you've seen at that? Neil. I'm not naming his yeah. name, but somebody. Pizza for starter. Pizza for starter. Just saying, I'm sure. It was my sister in law's ex. I used to do the old tube and it was awkward conversation to break the ice. Favourite ever bar of chocolate, favourite right. bag of Chris, favourite ever juice. As you said, Toblerone for and chocolate. He, no, he's went like that. I'd probably have a Nutri-Grain, Snacky Jacks and a Ribena and I just went, finish with him. Uh, <laughs> exactly, you're done mate. Done. What? <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Nutri-Grain? Nutri-Grain? It was a Nutri-Grain like that, or a protein bar or something like that. Oh, if you oh, could have must have been at Celtic Park all the time, man. That was one of the things I had at Celtic Park, mind that. <laughs> But this is all quick quick fire here and this is the last one. Your last meal ever, you can pick one celebrity to sit across for you at the table. Kate Moss. Done. It's a good show, aye. You've got something to look at, don't you? You don't want to get a poor intellectual conversation, do you? No, fuck. It's a point. Aye. What would you do? Just Calba. No. Nile Connor, I'll let us skip. Nah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's a no. quick question. I, 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 I don't know. I'd like somebody. Who would I like? Ruby Wax. Trish Strat. <laughs> Trish Strat is for me. Way nah. for Ruby. Trish Nah, I couldn't honestly <laughs> pick one. Lynn. Lynn, no. Aiden McGee, they buy the way. Cheers, guys, for having us. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.